across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, George. Always a pleasure uh, following George Galloway, partly because A, he's brilliant, and B, he keeps the studio nice and cool, unlike Baldy and the Tramp. Um, late nights with Ian Lee. Don't phone in. You're not welcome. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Sarah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine I hope you've been thinking long and hard since we last spoke. Because I know I have. And I've reached several conclusions. One. Listenership to the station is down, as a fact. Two, listenership to my show is down. Three, it ain't my fault. I have certificates. I have statuettes. But more importantly than that, I have the respect of my peers, many of whom have blue ticks. If you've been following me on Twitter, you may have noticed that a certain Mr. James O'Brien 
was tweeting me today. We were indulging in online banter. And I was funnier than him. And he showed weakness by being the last person to send a message. I didn't reply. Also this evening, Mr Matt Lucas, star of Little England, sent me a tweet. A public tweet for you to see, so it's evidence. So, the slumping listening figures for this show is not my fault. I come in here every day, whether I want to or not, and I pump out gold. I give you topics. Um, I invent fun games with my team of writers. Who remembers when we gave away counties? I do, and you do, because you loved it. Um... I get ace guests on. I once asked Mike Love from the Beach Boys about Cunnilingus. So it's not me, and it's not the guests that have caused a slump in the listening figures. So, who do you think it is? Whose fault is it, then, that we had a little peek in listeners and then it dropped... And it could it could be plummeting for all we know. Whose fault do you think it is? Hmm? Give you a clue. It's a phone in show. It's a phone in show, right? It's your fault. And I don't get any pleasure from saying this. I don't. I'm not getting my rocks off by humiliating you. On the radio, I'm busy, line one! Whoa. I'm not sat here with a stonker because I'm putting you in your place. That's just a coincidence. But it's your fault. Your calls are rubbish. Boring, insipid, moribund, pointless. It's your fault that this show isn't getting as many listeners as it deserves. And uh, therefore, by extension, the whole reason that talk radio is failing. It's your fault. So, now we know that. What are you going to do about it? Hmm? What are you going to do about it? I don't want you to call in tonight unless you have something important to say. Something great to say. Something that we would not hear anywhere else. I told you, line one, I'm busy. idiot. And that is an example of what I'm talking about. I don't want any calls from idiots. Okay, so if you're an idiot, I'm not interested. Line two, I am busy. 
I don't want any calls from people thinking that they're cleverer than me. I don't want any calls from people who haven't been listening to the show. I don't want any calls from people that have nothing good to contribute, okay? My livelihood is on the line. And as much as it pains me to admit it, my bank balance is in the hands of you, you cretins. Line three, make it good. So this is not a drop-in centre anymore, then, is it? He made it bad. Line four, I'm busy! This is what I'm talking about. Idiots who don't know to turn their radios off. Hello? Goodbye. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, things are going to change, guys. Things are going to change. You've had it too easy. You've had too smooth a ride. Not anymore. If your call's boring, I'm going to tell you it's boring, and I'm going to cut you off. Oh, no, Ian, please don't. Please don't. Oh, it might ruin my confidence. Well, tough. In that case, if you're not sure you can take it, don't phone in. It really is that simple. So I don't want any phone calls this evening. I have prepared a list of topics that I've jotted down from the newspapers. This is that picture Good. you Do you see what I mean? Absolute blathering idiots. I've made a couple of notes about things that I've done today, which I will talk about. And at some point, we will look at the reviews you have left on iTunes for a new feature that we're doing. Now, if you feel the urge to pick up the telephone and call in like this idiot, what do you want? I want you. Then just think long and hard. I've drawn up a little checklist for you. Shall we go through it? It's only three points. You can cope with that, can't you? Number one. Is what I have to say going to be interesting to the listener? Number two. Is what I have to say going to be amusing for the listener? Number three. Am I sure? Very, very simple. And if you fall short on any of those three pointers... You're going to get a boot up the arse, you're going to get cut off and humiliated on national radio. I really want to see those listener figures go up, guys. And you've got three months, three months to get your act together, okay? Because if they remain steady or go down even more, I'm going to be very, very disappointed in you. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, and so it begins. The snipes, the sneering, the pointing the finger at others when you know it's your fault this show is failing. I'm just going to pick one of the many uh, scores of tweets that I've just been sent. Pick one at random from uh, uh, Peter Burns. Are you for real? He says. Are you for real? I've never phoned in and this is why. We don't get paid to call you. We all have lives and I work 40 hours a week. Yeah, mate, I clicked on your bio for a green energy company. It's hardly a job, is it? Huh? Stealing money from old ladies so they can pay their... So they can um, eat their jacket potatoes. No. Listen, we've set the bar too low. And I'm raising the bar. A, 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 a text from Anonymous. I've stuck with you through thick and thin and you treat us diehards like this. You can shove your show where the sun don't shine. I'm off to Classic FM. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. Too scared to put your name on. You're exactly the sort of person I don't want contributing to this show. You're proving my point for me, Peter Burns and Anonymous. You are proving my point. The reason that this show is stuck in the mud is because of people like Mr Burns and um, Anonymous there. It's It's your fault. It's your fault. And maybe... Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I should have... I, maybe I should have said this sooner. We're coming up to the, the first anniversary of this show, and maybe I should have come in harder. I don't know. I've been too soft on you. I, OK, I'll put my hands up. I accept responsibility. I've been too too soft on you guys, and I've, I've let you get away with murder, OK? That's my fault, and I apologise. Well, it ain't going to happen again, all right? It's not happening again. I'm going to grab this show by the scruff of the neck and I am going to do my darndest to breathe life back into it, Okay, And if that means we lose Anonymous and Mr Burns gets upset, so be it. That's a price I'm prepared to take. That's the gamble I'm going to lay my money on because, guys, this show could be great, Okay, We lose a few callers. Good, good, good. She's not been cutting the mustard. Line one. Yeah, round of fucked. Okay, I don't know what that was, but we 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 dumped it both times. Did he say what I think I he think said? I think he did. Jesus. First, per- first cab off the rank. F bomb. I think I dumped that. If that got out, and I apologise. I think I dumped it. I shouldn't have to be pressing the dump button. I shouldn't have to be doing that. And because of him, because it was a double dump, I've now got to wait a few minutes. So we're going to spend the next couple of minutes in silence because of that joker. While the delay builds up again. And while we're sitting in silence, just have a think. Just have a think. Because right? it's not acceptable. Oh, everyone's going, oh, this is funny, Ian. Oh, yeah, really funny. It's not funny, Waterstones, Uxbridge. It's not funny, mate. This is serious. This is serious, okay? 
So let's just have a couple of minutes silence while we let the delay build up and you have a good think about whether you're going to pick up the phone tonight and whether your phone call will meet my three criteria. Okay? It's going to give me the thumbs up and the delay's built back up. Just keep an eye on the delay, Ed. Let me know when it's built up. Okay, it's built up, but we're going to have another minute's silence. Just while you think. Okay. I'm being told that the F-bomb got out. My apologies. Um... We don't like swear words on this programme. Certainly not fans of swear words on this programme at all, but you are informing me that that got out. Well, that um, caller is banned from the show. My sincerest apologies. Again, we don't... uh, I did hit the dump button twice. The second one, it must not have fired off. I can only apologise. And um, let's hope we have no more of that. And that proves what I've been saying. Okay, That proves. If you can't be trusted to come on and not use bad language, then <laughs> why should I even why should I even let you phone up? So again, sincere apologies for that bad language. It's not the point of this show. Hit the button, it didn't fire off the second time. We'll have a look into that. Line two, I hope your call meets the three criteria that I've put in place. I would like to admit partial responsibility. Um, I've only been listening full time for about three months, and you just said it's three months that the numbers have gone down. Mm. And I've only recently been making calls. And I used to work for a sign company. That was my first job. That company folded. Second job was Northern Rock. We all know what happened to Northern Rock. That company folded. Third job, I worked for Great North Eastern Railway. That company folded. So I think it's me. Um, can I, in that case, request you don't call in again and you stop listening? Mm, I'll have, that, 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 that'll have to be the case. It's my fault. So okay. I'll like, crack on without me. Okay, well, that's that's really br- very brave of you. Well done, thank you. Um, it's not just his fault, though. That That is, is like when um, the whole school was kept in over um, lunchtime because someone had had, um, uh, had left a recording of... Well, it was a blank cassette for the first 15 minutes. And then after 15 minutes, the neighbour's theme cu- uh, kicked in and they'd left it under the stage during assembly. So Mr Dunn starts and then 15 minutes into the assembly, the neighbour's theme starts playing and no one could find it. The whole school was kept in over break time until the person who did it put their hand up. Well, someone put their hand up and said, oh, I did it. But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. 
we all knew it was Tim Francis that did it. And what was more shocking was the Francis's were a very devout Christian family. But this lad, who had nothing to do with it, but just didn't want to see the whole school sit through um, a break time in, a, in the uh, hall, he put his hand up and he took the rap. Tim Francis got off very, very lucky that day. Well, you, dear listener, are Tim Francis, and you're not getting off. Line one. I'm bonkers. Go and work at Uber. Go and work at Uber. Go and work at Uber. I mean... Um... Line two, you're not coming on because you swore... So, goodbye. Line one. low quality audio down the phone that we can't make out okay so it was you are so beautiful well yeah brilliant but i had to fill in the blanks in my head remember the casual listener is an idiot line two you're on the wireless hello line two too slow line three you are live on the air Hello, Ian, again. Good evening. <laughs> Can I turn my radio down, please? I hope so. Right. You said I, I upset you the other evening. I didn't realise I was live on air. Okay. I didn't realise you go straight. Well, you're it. live on air now. What would you yes, like to say, caller? Yes. No, I, I'm going to... Um, 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 use my P's and Q's. I'm not going to do it again this evening. I didn't realise that. And that's why I tried to apologise. But anyway, <coughs> I still think you got a good show. Even though I said I was going to go and listen to <coughs> somebody else with Ian, Ian in his name. <laughs> and you told me to bugger off and go and do it. See, so you're as bad as me, Ian, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm, yeah. bet- I'm better than you. No, you, you was like a, a petulant little boy. Because I said, I, yeah... Okay, perhaps you are. Uh, well, obviously you're better than me because you're on a, a radio talk show, which is a good talk show. Yes. Yes. I sit down in my house 
yeah. I do things, and... Yeah. I sit down in my house. I do things as well. I imagine, Catherine, you sit down in your house? Rarely, but do you, yes. Do you do things? <laughs> as a rule. Yeah. We, we all sit down in our houses and we do things. Sometimes I stand up and do things. <laughs> no. And then sometimes you sit down and do things. Sometimes I lie down and do things. Do you? Um, I used to get a paintbrush out now and again. Yes. But then, I, I don't know, I just used a paintbrush over my hand. So I'd have, I'd have a tor- torture, uh, because I can't see anymore, I'd have a, uh, I'd, I'd have a torture in my, in my mouth. So I'd, I'd, I'm pe- trying to paint the stairs. Yeah. And I had more paint over my hand than on the bloody stairs, actually. I did. So, yeah. So I did s- sit down and stood up. Yeah. What do you call it? Wipe off, wipe off, wipe off, wipe off. That's what you do. You got to sand. It took me. It, it took me about two weeks to sand those bloody staircase. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The show's failing. It's not my fault. It's not Catherine's fault. It's certainly not Ed's fault. Um, it's your fault. You've not been... If you're a caller, your calls haven't been up to standard. And that's obvious. I listen to a lot of speech radio. I, I was listening to um, Call You and Yours uh, on Radio 4 this week. They had some brilliant calls about loneliness. I was in tears. I could feel my chest tightening up. Um, I listened to... Um, Sheila Fogarty, well, that's not a good example, actually, they were quite dull. But I listened to Ian Dale on LBC. Some brilliant calls, some really feisty calls to people who had things to say. I listened to James O'Brien's Mystery Hour. <sighs> so you guys who call in, you've got to work harder. And you listeners who aren't calling in, sitting there going, oh, I'm so glad he's telling off all the callers. He's right, the callers are rubbish. I'm glad he's not having a go at just the casual listener. You're even worse, you're scum. Yes, line one. Hello. What would you do if I told you there was a man out there who has wrote 18,000 songs and made a selection of movies that he exists within our lifetime and I've spoken to him this evening? I'd say get to the point. You're on thin ice, buddy. (laughs) There's a man out there called Matt Farley and he's wrote 18,000 songs, a whole bunch of random songs about anything you can think of. Uh, you can find him on the internet. Uh, you can go on there and search for Motown Me. So he's telling me what, what I can Google now. <laughs> People are phoning up saying, well, you can go, here, Ian, have you heard of this thing? No. Well, why don't you go, you can go on the internet and Google it. Oh, all right, thanks, yeah. I'm a bit busy now. I'm doing a radio show. Yes, line two. If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit joiner. Club. Now that's a good call. That is a, at last. Thirty-two minutes into the show, we get a first decent call of the night. You know what that had? A beginning, a middle, and an <gasps> end. Thirty-two minutes in, and do you know what? My initial reaction is sadness that it's taken that long. But 
there is a tiny ember of hope. Tiny little ember of hope in my chest. And I'm hoping that we can fan that ember into a flame. Line one, go on. Uh, the doctor said I needed a brain transplant, and I wasn't originally going to get it, but then I changed my mind. It's a joke, is it? Yeah. Why are you telling me that? Mm, to give you a laugh, because you sound a bit upset. Yeah. Well, jokes aren't funny, mate. They can be. If yeah, they can be if they're told by a professional comedian like Eddie Izzard or Michael McIntyre by some loser like you with a monotone voice. Not funny, pal. <laughs> what? Uh, who's there? Isn't there there, Richard? Good night. I think we might have peaked. Obviously, not a regular listener to the show because I've said. Um, I don't like jokes. Jokes make me uncomfortable. They make me feel socially awkward. We've got a gentleman out there who likes to tell jokes. People like to tell jokes. And as soon as someone says, "Yeah, I've got a joke for you, you think, oh, God, the next 45 seconds of my life are going to be torture because they are going to say um, a collection of words to me that they think are funny. And at some point, I either have to say, well, that's not funny, or I have to go, <laughs> yeah, that's good, that. I either have to be true to myself or I have to lie to lie. And it's the lie that is the easier thing to do. So don't phone in with chokes. We've had a jingle made up. Has Ed got the jingle? It's in Talk Radio Pre-Rex. Ed, there's a jingle for the um, new feature. You give me the thumbs up when you've got it dragged over and we'll have a listen. It's the proper, it's the proper... Talk radio voiceover guy who's um, who's done this. I'm looking for. I've not heard this. It has the word jingle in it. I don't want to give away the beginning, but it starts with a B. You got it. Yes. Let's have a listen. Mwah. It's Ian Lee's butt kiss of the week. Mwah. I like it. That's good. That is. I made that. That is brilliant. Um, text. Put the woman on more, please. The man shouts too much. I can shout. It's an opinion. Um, that's for a feature. Remind me of the feature. The feature was a coincidental giveaway. Yes. We're going to look at the um, iTunes uh, reviews and we're going to choose one that suits us. We'll do that after 11 as a tease. They're thinking, oh, I was going to switch off at 11, but now he's doing that. I'm going to listen after 11. It's a tease. So uh, I can... Um, put more effort in, and there's my effort. I've teased up something after eleven, and I made a jingle. Yeah, so we, so I think you'll find we're keeping our side of the bargain up. Think that we're, uh, you know, we're getting off lightly. We're both doing stuff that we don't want to do. Kath made a jingle. I've teased James, the voiceover man, did that for nothing. Even he is pulling his weight. So where are you? Let's um. Oh. Sex cells. Now, kids, kids, right, they make up rhymes and words and, and things. They come up with silly things. My boys, I remember, never forget, this is a couple of years ago, my boys were um, just making up a list of words that ended with uck. Yes, I've uh, heard that game too. Buck, duck, cuck. 
And I was thinking, and, he, and they did it, and then they went straight past it, because they, they've not heard that word, they went straight past it, and I just, and, and, and inside I was laughing. Okay. You girls must have done similar. They uh, have, and the, the clever thing to do is not to react. Well. The actual thing that happens is you go in another room and laugh. Never forget, um, a friend of mine, a very famous friend of mine, his son, when he was very, very young, used um, a racial swear word <gasps> to, to mean motorcyclist. Completely accidentally, I went round there and he said, "Here, watch this." And he showed him a little motor, little toy motorbike. What's that? And he um, he said uh, the p word. Well, that- <laughs> and he wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't saying the word. That's just, just how, a noise he made. He, he heard motorcyclist in his head, and that's how it came out of his mouth. Certainly not a racist family. Well, not anymore. Well, you know what happened with my youngest this week. Sure. I must say it a lot. Yeah. Because I prompted her to say something, and the word that came out was one I use quite a lot. Clearly. I said we've been to see that new film, Sing. Yeah. It was really good. She was loving it. She was next to me. I had to tell her not it's to good jiggle film, about Sing, so isn't much it? in her Really seat. good film. She was dancing in her seat. She loves music anyway, but she was going for it. So we were talking to her great aunt, who was looking after them. I don't know what great aunt means. That mean it's it means your aunt. It's my husband's auntie. Or my auntie. Okay. So to great, them it's their great aunt. What's great aunt once removed? That would be your husband's auntie, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't really know. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, okay. anyway, we're talking to this person yep. who is he's a nice woman. Yeah. She's not she's not given to industrial language. So we're talking, and I said, and to Little and said, we went to see this film, didn't we? Yes, we did. And it was a, it was, and I looked at her and she said, balls. <laughs> <laughs> I went, no, it was. Then she said, <laughs> it was. She went. Bombshell. Bombshell? <laughs> yes. Bombshell. And then I said, no, it was. She went, good. Correct. It is a brilliant film scene. Really enjoyed it. We bought the soundtrack. Do you want me oh. to... Show me a you... picture of it so I can decide, I can recognise it when I go in the shop and buy it myself. It's, um, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I remember about a year ago hearing one of the Adam Buxton podcasts. Um, and he talks to a f- his friend who's a film director, and his friend says, oh, I'm working on something, but I can't tell you what it is. It's an animation, and it's going to be big mm-hmm. if it works. And that was the film. The thing is, the, mm. the rumours you heard about it being a bit, it's like, you know, X Factor with animals, sells it short. It's nothing it like that, really. It's really fun. It's really fun. Because uh, I saw the trailer, and I saw the fact it was coming out in January, and I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be a stinker then. Yeah. They're, just, they're just putting it out to, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, it was absolutely brilliant. It's one of the better kids' films I've seen. And the good thing about it is the soundtrack is all kind of old classics. It's got some Stevie Wonder in there. You've got some Beatles in <laughs> there. Are you all right? Yeah, a bit windy tonight. And so my kids are now listening to that music and thinking it's theirs. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's... Jennifer Hudson's got a voice, hasn't she? I don't she? know who she is. She's she... the one that did the voice of Nana. Okay. Um, my boys are very funny now in the car. It's it's always, can we have the monkeys? But they want the monkeys' new album, which is great. Uh-huh. But then quite often there's, um, uh, have you got any zombies? You got the zombies? <laughs> I go, yeah, I've got the zombies, boys. I remember my little and coming back from nursery and saying, my friend told me her favourite band was One Direction, and I said, I prefer the small faces. Like, yes, I'm winning. I'll do this story in a minute. Um, please don't call in tonight. Unless you really think... I'm not giving out the phone number because um, uh, that means any idiot can call in. Don't call in tonight unless you've got something really special for us, okay? Because um, you, you, you've let us all down over the past 11 months. I think most of all they let themselves down. Yeah. Well, no, most of all they let us down. Yeah, well, they, themselves. they've let me down and, and um, the, the Rajar um, people. So just have a think. 
Yep. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, Andrew's texted in, Ian, the only reason I'm listening to you is because Nick Abbott is Trump fixated, but you must be interesting to generate interest. No, I don't think so. I, I refer again to, um, the Ian Dale show. Don't call in unless you've got something to say. Um, teachers sent... Now, a hilarious or an hilarious? I think it's supposed to be an hilarious, yeah. but who says that? Apart from well, they they would you'd normally write it. It's written like a historic, but H isn't a vowel, but it sounds like a vowel, doesn't it? Mm. A e i o u h. Mm. And it's not H. Everyone. No, God no. Let's just. Um... Do you fit the criteria? I hope so. I was I was the guy who sang the club song. I just wanted to tell you the backstory behind it very quickly. You sang the what? But I didn't hear. I was the guy who sang the club song. If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, join our club. It was a great call. Thank you. Well, I was calling from Canada, and I'm not sure if uh, the line dropped out. I cut you off. Oh well, I just wanted to tell you the story behind. Okay, that's great. Teachers sent an hilarious letter to a schoolboy's parents after he named an imaginary friend, Wildo, the dildo. Have you seen this story? Yes. The ten-year-old stepdad, Paul Hunt, was left in stitches when he came home with the note. (laughs) And the letter has gone viral after Paul, 38, tweeted that it was, quote, the funniest thing I've ever read. And it is brilliant. The boy's teacher wrote, him and a few of his friends often make up characters, give them amusing names, and then have exciting adventures at playtimes. This in itself is an imaginative and creative pastime and causes no harm. However... It has come to our ten- attention that one of the <laughs> that one of the characters has the name Wildo the Dildo, <laughs> and this has, I am sure you can understand, raised some concerns. <laughs> the, note, the note continues. Fancy writing this. None of the children said they knew what it meant. But that means they asked them then. Do you, now, hands up, who knows what exactly, a dildo is? Exactly, But were aware it was an inappropriate word. Oh. Now. I don't believe that's true. No. One of the children... I mean, well, I mean, I don't know if this is funny, actually. Is this, I don't think it is funny, now. On. One of the children said they picked up the word on the playground... So we'll be we will be but following that, this up further. But that's what kids will say. Are so- they gonna keep them all in a playtime? <laughs> Software engineer Paul Hunt of Taunton, Somerset said We were surprised the teachers thought it necessary to write the letter at all. He had no idea what the word meant and was mortified that he used it, and was not going to use it again anyway. Oh. We certainly did have a good laugh about it. Fast forward 30 years' time, 
that kid is an absolute mess sexually and is in therapy. That's that's how it goes, guys. That's how it goes. Um, line one, do you meet the criteria? I certainly do. I think I think it's great. You can the way you can waffle rubbish and get paid for it. I think you're amazing. Thanks very much. You know what I mean, you just just uh, waffling rubbish all day. You know, what I mean, do, not, do, do, do you think you make sense? It's not all day. Oh, well, do you have a break, do you? Well... I mean, did you talk sense? Did you actually, uh, actually say things that make do, sense? Do, 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 says the man who can't string a sentence together. You're phoning me I up. You're you. phoning me up to have a pop at me for talking nonsense all day long when, A, I only do this for three hours a night, and, B, you can't even string a sentence together. You, you're being the big man, phoning up, going, oh, I know what, I'll have a pop. I'll have a pop at the fella who gets paid very, very handsomely, and yet he, all he does is sit there and talk nonsense. I don't talk nonsense. Everything I've said in the last 49 minutes, pal, has made absolute sense. The uh, the reasons that the show is struggling, uh, the criteria I've given to the callers, and the story about the dildo. Everything I've said in the last 49 minutes has made complete sense. You come on the line within 30 seconds... I've got no idea what you're talking about. You're jabbering away, you're tri- tripping over your words, you're stumbling. You're making no sense at all, pal. Here we go, yeah. we've got to, res- got to resort to the bad language, have we? Is that the best you can no. do? Is that the best you can do, pal? Ed, give me the thumbs up when the uh, delay is built back up. Is that the best you can do is come on. Within 30 seconds, <laughs> you're waffling nonsense. Within two minutes, you've dropped a category A swear word. Is that, I mean, you're proud of that? Is that, you know, do you think that that's clever and that's, that's really teaching me a lesson and really putting me in my place, isn't it? And that means, um, that I'm, I'm really gonna feel bad when I go home, aren't I? Probably not. You're probably going to be made up with a lot of money you've made. I mean, I think it's great, you know, the way you just waffle. Absolute rubbish. I mean, the reason why the other shows are doing so much better is because they've got really good people presenting them, you see. No, 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 it's not. It's not because of that. It's not your fault. No, it's not. not your fault. No, it's not my fault, pal. I I, I don't know if you've been listening. It's your fault. Okay. Good luck, then. See you soon. That sounded like a threat. That sounded like a threat of violence. Log that number. We'll pass it on to um, uh, the police. That sounded like, see you soon. Do you feel threatened? Yes, I do. That was a threat then. That's the, that's the only criteria to discover whether something is a, a threat. Do you feel threatened? Yes, I do. I feel, well, then that's a threat. I feel a little bit threatened too. See, see you soon. Thank you, Ed. See you soon. Uh, what? In, in the car park? With a knife? With a gun? With a baseball bat? Flipping it, man. Is that really what it what it's come down to? And <sighs> these, but listen, I'll accept when I did when I've done wrong. I will accept when I have done wrong. And I haven't, I haven't done wrong. So don't phone in and have a pop at me when you're to blame. Line three. Do you meet the criteria? Look, we. People like me have not got time, right, to sit down and work out what we're meant to say, what we're not meant to say. I work a 25-hour week, right? I work a 15-hour week, mate. I'm not asking you what, how, 
how much you work. I work 15 hours, and I'm, and I'm, I, I'm proud of it. I'm not asking you what you work. No, but you, you said what you work, so I thought I'd just throw my numbers into the ring. Well, you would do. I have. You're the sort of person that would do that. I did it. I just did it. I... You did it I'm first. Paid. You I'm should get paid. paid. You should speak to your boss and get paid. I get paid. Well, I have asked him about that. What did he say? He 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 wasn't there. You want to sort that out. You do want to get him. paid for that. That is um that is actually that's 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 a low blow on his part. He works he works longer hours. Mm. Seventy minutes each. Does he get paid? Some of them even... He he doesn't get paid. He asked his boss about it. I know that much, but we're veering off the point. Yeah. I can't sit here and work out what you want me to say or not say. You're doing it. Say. You're doing it. You're doing it well, now. Well, maybe I can do it then. Maybe I can do it. You're doing it. Maybe maybe I am doing it. You are. Maybe I'm not doing no, it. No, you do, you definitely you definitely are doing it. This is it now. I work right a twenty-five hour week. Right? Okay, we're going around in circles there. Uh, line four. Do you meet the criteria? Maybe, maybe I am doing it. You are. I'm not. No, you, 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 line four. This is it. No. Uh, line five. Do you meet the criteria? Hello. Yeah, do you meet the criteria? Uh, oh, hello, uh, in, yeah, hopefully, in, yeah, well, it's Alfie. Alfie definitely meets the criteria. Oh, thank you, sir. I've Al- got a try, son. I've got you, a try. Well, well done, Alfie. You've, you've, you've already got through the first hurdle. What you got for us, boss? Well, I'm just going to try and lighten the mood a bit, tell you a true story. I was out today with my dog and something clicked in my head or something happened a few years ago when I was chauffeuring and it's oh, a yeah. brilliant story and I've told it a few times and I, and I think it'll uh, make the listeners uh, uh, giggle. Well, don't worry about them. Yourself. See if you can make me and Kath giggle. Go on. Well, I'm gonna, I reckon I can, so I'm not going to try, but uh, I thought I'd, I'd bear with you because I did bear with you the other week and, and I was, you know, made up by I spoke to you, fella, and I, I realised what's been going down. It's been a tough week. With the uh, show, mate, and yeah, I'm, sinking. you know what I mean? I'm a soft old man, mate, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, so you get pills for that. Yeah, well, I'm on them, mate. I'm on. I'm on them. Good for you. Good for you. Can you get them over the ca- Can you get it over the counter? If you take enough of them, you can. That's my joke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my ones are prescribed, mate, so they're okay. chilling me out a bit. Okay. <laughs> well, give us a story, Alfie, because we're coming up to the news, and I've I've been teasing after the news we're doing butt kiss. Well, I didn't realise I'm, I'm, I'm live there, mate. Yeah, we're on. Oh, I didn't realise that. Well, what, what, uh, what happened? Was that Have you fallen down a sock? No. There. Does it, is go. that better? you got two minutes. Go. Right. I was out a day with my dog, and it reminded me when I was chauffeuring a few years ago. Yes. And me and uh, two of the African drivers, lovely fellas from uh, Ghana, big lads they were. One, he was huge. He did like an armchair. Yes. Anyway, we had a three-car job. I'm only slightly we, nervous. We had, go, we had to go to this right, posh old mansion right up yes. in like, Buckinghamshire somewhere. Yes. Anyway, when we got there, we got this like, a private, like, yeah, private driver, and it was like push button figure and all that so these gates open so we all started driving really you know slowly free mercedes you know what i mean i'm right at the back the two african chavis yes. at the front anyway the big old lump he's got out after about a mile up to this door great big door and this gravel thing right 
Anyway, he's got out. As he's got out, he's got towards the door. This little Jack Russell has come out of nowhere, son. Right on my life, yeah. come out of nowhere. Come running round the corner. Of course, he started having a go at the African Chavi's ankles. He's a racist dog, ankles. wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely chaotic. It was, and I'm in the in the motor, like watching. I thought, oh my god, here we go. Anyway, then I've looked up and out this window came up, right, and this woman shouts out, "Kick his balls! Kick his balls!" Right. So when I looked at the, the like all round the grass and on the gravel, there was all these little yellow and orange green balls, right. Well. The African chavy, he didn't, did he? He's because he's, the dog's doing enough on his foot. He did, he took it the other way and he's launched. He's launched the dog <laughs> up in the air. Poor little son, he's hit the bush and he's got cried and gone off. And she's gone, no, you stupid man. Not the his balls, the balls on the lawn. And when you look around, there's all these balls everywhere. <laughs> we, we've all been there, Alfie. We've all been there. Either the giver or the receiver. That was a call. Yeah, the language got a bit fruity. Yeah, we we all clenched and wondered where it was going to go. We came through the other side. You've been listening, you've been learning. Two more hours of this. Now, it can be fun or it can be torture. It's up to you. I'm not giving out the number. I don't particularly want you to call this evening. Um, late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. I've had a very, very angry email from a listener ali who refuses to take responsibility for the failure of this show i'll read ali's email and uh, tell you why she's wrong after the news late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk ali steena has um emailed in you can email in if you know how to just turned over to Nick Abbott. I bet you haven't, Ali. I bet you're still listening, Ali. Is he going to read my email? He won't, re- he won't read this email out. I'm reading it, Ali. Just turned over to Nick Abbott. Ali is um, what do the, a climate change denier. Okay, the, the facts are that climate change is happening and that mankind probably has some effect on it. That, that's the facts. But you'll still get people going, no, no, there's no change. No, it's natural. No. Well, Ali is, is, is kind of a climate change denier, but, but she's a rajar responsibility denier. Oh, right. She won't accept that it's her fault that the show's failing. Just turned over to Nick Abbott. He's having grown-up conversations. Nick uses the same equipment as you. Oh, you're a radio expert, are you? You can blame the callers for your failing show, but, as with life, on air, your attitude and behaviour is what attracts certain personality types. You need to act in a way that resonates with the kind of caller you want to attract. Being confrontational, laddish, clever-clever and puerile resonates with weirdos. That's why they ring you up. So is she going to listen to someone who patronises her, then? Well, Ali, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ali, for that input and that um, breakdown of the show. I'm guessing either you're a radio presenter or producer or you're a psychologist or you're one of those people that no one wants to sit with at the bar. You're wrong, Ali. The reason the show is failing is because of people like you. And the sooner we lose people like you 
and get less listeners. Hang on, I had it in my head. Fewer then. listeners, it is. Yeah, no, but I had it in my head how that was going to get us more listeners, greater listeners. Is that what? It, fewer. Fewer. And greater. Greater listeners. I had it like now. It just sounds. Just do it again. Si- no, hang on. It just sounds silly now because I'm just saying. So the sooner we lose listeners like you, Ali, and get less listeners, fewer listeners, list- fewer listeners than we've got now, then I'm missing a bit. Dum dum dum. And then we listeners. get greater listeners. Yeah, yeah that's it. Nailed Line it. one. Do you fit the criteria? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, how's it going? Do you really want to know? Not going brilliantly, uh, yeah. judging by the last Enjoy. 30 seconds. Uh, well, I've, I missed the beginning of the show, and uh, what's going on? The show, the listener figures yeah. came out, and they're awful, right? We're down. We're slumped. We're sinking. Yeah. And I've been really thinking long and hard about this. What have I done wrong? And I've been tossing and turning and... What have I done wrong? What, where did I go wrong? What could I do differently? And do you know what, caller? I've decided that actually there's nothing I could have done better. I have given this show yeah. my all. I have given it everything. Okay. I've pulled out every stop I can. So. The show is like. It is. The isn't it? So whose fault is yeah. it? It's no. your fault. <sighs> it's the callers and the listeners' yeah. fault. And I'm not taking yeah. it, mate. My job is on the line here, and it's your fault, and I'm not taking mm. it, buddy. Not taking it. Well, I don't know what to say, man, because, like, this show, like, gets me through my crappy working day every day. But I don't listen to it at night normally. I listen to it the day after. Like, uh, so you're partly responsible, then? Yeah, well, I could be, yeah. So what do you need to um, say? I'm sorry. There, you go. there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect. It's not hard, is it? Line two, do you meet the criteria? Uh, hello? No, you don't. Right, um, Ed, fire off that jingle, please. Mwah. It's Ian Lee's Butt Kiss of the Week. Mwah. Okay, so Catherine, do you want to explain what this not a competition is? It's a coincidence. And what do you want to explain this coincidence and how it works while I um, find our podcast and our um, reviews? Well, we discovered recently that the way to climb up the podcast charts is to encourage people to not only subscribe but also leave reviews, five star reviews. Yes. So, in order to encourage this, we've said there might be a coincidence happening, and I think there's a strong possibility this coincidence will happen. Yes. It's not a competition. Just got to stress that. Yes. What we're going to do is we're going to look at the reviews now and we're going to see over the last week who's, well, who's left the best review according to us. Now, this is arbitrary. It's not a lottery. It's not a democracy. It's completely down to our whim. Yeah. And off the back of this whim, someone might be receiving something in the post. And this week it will be Ed. Won't be Ed, but Ed, you tell them what it's going to be. What, is it? Oh, is it Wigan? Oh, Ed. You tell them what they what the, the coincidence might be that they receive. They uh, they might receive some sort of uh, gift. Yes, which some is some sort of uh, merchandise or even a certificate. It, which is what, what a certificate. I know. What a c- He's saying certificate, yeah. everyone. I know what yeah. a certificate is. Yeah, uh, they will receive a talk sport mug that yeah, we yeah. will steal from the tumble dryer and we'll clean it. Yeah. 
So, I'm gonna read some out. And Ed, you can be a fun- you can have a oh. little bit of fun with oh. us here. Cool. I'm gonna read some out, and I'm- these- I'm- I'm on the iTunes- we're only can getting we, them from iTunes. Can we- can we use the jingle again? Cause I did work very yep, hard Yeah, do the it. jingle. Here we go. Mwah. It's Ian Lee's Butt Kiss of the Week. Mwah. Right, so I'm gonna go back from the 9th of Feb to, let's say, the 1st of February, okay? So, um, let's read them. If anyone- any of them resonate with you, uh, beautiful. If you haven't listened to Ian Lee before, this will make you want to go back and check out all of his back catalogue. He's the best thing on radio, and I am one of the lucky ones, as I've known this for years. Catherine Boyle, his producer, keeps Ian in check. They also have their own podcast, Down the Rabbit Hole. It's recorded live with an audience. Bit boring. No comment on that. Not 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 its excellence. Plus, I think they've got the uh, name of the other podcast wrong. Isn't it just the rabbit? It hole? is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so yeah, disqualified yeah, for yeah. being uh, it's a bell. Pissy. Uh, this sounds like it's uh, okay. Here's the um, here's the title. Disgusting. Links were over ten seconds, and he didn't tease me. I like it. Mm. I like it. Subversive. This sounds like it's guaranteed to induce switch off for anyone outside the industry. Lots of love, the radio people. P.S. Are you drunk or on drugs? I like that, but it's a little bit in. It is, but it is down to us. We don't have to please anybody else. If it, if you like it, that's enough. Plus, there's no real butt kissing in that, that no. one. Well, well, there is a bit. A little bit, but he's not. Winking, he's winking at I, you. I don't think there's enough to be the recipient. The coincidental. Not, listen, it's not up to you. Well, Pradeep in your face is the title. Gosh. That's an old, it's like a ten-year-old reference, guys. Again, more winking. Oh, here we go. Listening to Ian for ten years and he keeps getting better and better. What do you think? Next one. A break. This was left on the 7th of February. A break from the beige. Five stars. Standing proud for not, that means erection. A bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Standing proud for not covering the usual beige nonsense everyone else's. Sometimes it's a guest, sometimes it's emotional, occasionally serious, or just dicking around. Oh. Basically, listen to it. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Do you think it's mugworthy? I certainly think it's the best one we've had so far. Guys, what are your thoughts? Let's let's um, just chat. Let's have a chitty chat. I think it, it, it's very nice. It's yeah. up to you. Um, I was speaking to her actually. I do want to sorry, guys. I like, I like it. Spunky, I like it a spunky, lot. Spunky, isn't it? Mm. Spunky. Okay, that's Alex Hyphen. Spunky, then. Oh, I really like him. A great show, easy to listen to. Hip hip. I'm new to Ian Lee on the radio. I've only listened to him on talk radio. His show is funny, entertaining, and heartwarming. Nah, disqualified. Oh, disqualified. Top show, five stars for a fantastic podcast. Oh, they've not really put their back into that, have they? Um, here we go. Bravo, Ian. Great... What? Mm. This doesn't even make sense. Comedy gold. Bravo, Ian. Great that the callers played along to Ian's factual news on the Bowling Green Massacre. And then after the, the words Bowling Green Massacre, they've put LOL. Um, Gosh, how how insensitive! There's a button there. Report a concern. I'm going to report a concern. Uh, it contains offensive material. Yeah. yeah. How bloody hell! Well, I've reported that one. Right, fine. Java one nine zero zero eight. Bullshine and horse grit. Oh. 
Just click on five stars and type a few words. I like that. Bit of fun. Cheeky. Irreverent. And um, it's by Professor Pepperpot. By the way, ah, here's something, Catherine. I'm meaning to ask you this. Yes. Um, since you came up with this. How do we get in touch with the people? They're listening. Okay. And if they're not, they don't deserve to win. Um, oh, talk radio. Anyone who starts his show talking about his mental state is a real man. Love you, Ian. When can A and the Flash be on again? That's about my children. So that's creepy, so you're disqualified. Um, Potty Mouth Strikes Again. Ian Lee may have his name above the door, but there are three stars in this show. One, the man himself, who has honed his skills as a broadcaster and now has it down to a fine art. Two, his producer, Kath, who adds a great warmth and a lot of comedies in the mix. And last but Sorry, what not, was that bit? It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Two, his no, no, producer, no, no. Kath, who adds a great warmth and a lot of comedy to the mix. Great and a lot. And last but not least, here we go, his callers, who are an eclectic mix, to say the least. What? There are no set topics to the phone-in, so you never know who will be phoning in or what they will be talking out about. Laugh out loud funny most of the time. I'm going to get my tongue up there, but sometimes the show will take a more serious tone, which often puts things into perspective. Guys, what do we think about that? Um, Kath! I'm not happy this. Kath! Didn't ask you. I liked... I only heard the bit with my my name in, but I liked it. Um, Let's go through these, because there's loads of them, actually. Um, Smoking Squirrel rubbish bear frills that's the rubbish uh ear party mostly kind lunatics a few drunks in the occasional knob yeah that's good i like that <laughs> that's a good summary uh, always a pleasure never a chore uh always exciting never a bore listen to ian to ed and to kath listen in bed on the train in the bath bath listen to caddick his thick brummy tones listen to jonathan as he bemoans and groans listen to find sanctum from life's little troughs everyone is welcome even after they're cut off Audio brings community and Periscope brings eyes. And hopefully this review will wi- bring me a prize. Uh, Listen to the show. It is incredible and it genuinely feels like you're part of a community. It doesn't that doesn't rhyme. Um, also, we hate poetry. You should know that. Here we go. Whoa! Hang on a second. Who's left me a two-star review? Lay off the blind bloke, two stars. This lad is funny and quick-witted, but I can't understand what he has against blind people. Every so often, a blind man from Wales is kind enough to ring in and participate with the show, but the presenter just has a go at him and asks him why he uses a white stick. Uh, That was when he was talking about... Why uh, you use antidepressants. Also, who is this? Who's writing this? Is there a name? Radio Fan. Okay, Radio Fan. He has a name, you know. His name is Chris. Ma- yes, exactly. I doubt the presenter would like it very much if he was blind. Mind you, it is radio, so perhaps it wouldn't be that bad for him, unlike if he had a job that, job that relied on seeing, like being a truck driver. All in all, the bad taste humour of this show can be unsettling when directed at the hard of seeing. Radio Fan. Let's just click on Radio Fan's... Um, name and let's just that's the only review that they've left well i'm I'm gonna report i'm gonna report concern about that um and i'm gonna put is there a thing saying has completely missed the i'm point? gonna put it looks like spam yeah okay. um there we go Excellent. that's what we're gonna do so it looks it looks like um spam because because yeah. it does look like that could be a bot that's done I that i think that is a bot yeah i think that's a bot that's done that a bullshine bot yeah it looks like spam submit that'll be gone soon not having that 
Um, cracking light-hearted nonsense. Please may I have a mug, says Mummy Bear May. Um, there we go. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Scots boy, but you spelt my name wrong. I, he's written a really funny long piece, but he spelt my name wrong. Oh, dear. Um, best show on the radio. Master of broadcasting. I think he's murdered an old pensioner. Um, boring, boring. That was good, that was good, that was good. Oh, yeah, because we asked you to write that was good. Okay, fine. Uh, the rest of, the rest, I can't be bothered to go through. And it's not actually a proper competition. We don't, nec- we don't need to go through them, so it's all a bit vague. So, um, Cass, you pick a wheel. I'm bored of this now. Uh, can't remember which one. I can't. First one. Okay, the first one was... If, uh, uh, the, bo- the boy, Ron, if you haven't listened to Ian Lee before, you'll want to go back and check out his back catalogue. No, well not a back catalogue one. No, it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's one. He's one. Well done. Well, coincidence, we'll send you that. We'll do that again next week. Uh, well, as long as you get in touch with us and give us your address, because otherwise we can't. So yeah. that coincidence is going to need a little helping hand from you. The boy, Ron, you've got to send me an email, ian at ianlee.com, and, um... We will, um... And by sending your address, that's you pulling your weight. There we go. It's Ian Lee's Butt Kiss of the Week. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um... A new feature that we're going to do is, it's well known in radio circles that the two prime shows are Breakfast and Drive Time. Now, why do they get the peak listening figures? I'll tell you why. Breakfast, because you, you're up you're with the kids, you turn the radio on in the kitchen, um, you're getting dressed, you're showering, everyone's having breakfast, you turn the radio off, you get in the car, you drive the kids to school, you've got the radio on, then you drop them off and you drive to work. So you're listening to, you've got a captive audience. Same with Drive Time. It's people going home. They've, they've, they've uh, coming out of the office. They get in the car. They put the radio on. They want fun. They want good tunes. They want to get home. They want to get safe. Well, maybe one way we can increase our listenership is by rebranding this. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the graveyard slot. Rebranding this, the train time slot. Do you see what I mean? And maybe we can capture the audience of people that are sat on trains and instead them instead of listening to their um you know their uh, walkmans and stuff they tune in the they flick it to radio and they listen to us on the the sony walkman um so to do that we've got our very own train journey correspondent he's on a train right now um please welcome brand new name a big signing to talk radio we're very very lucky to have him it's mr paul scoins good evening paul Good evening, Ian. It's great to be with you. Tell me about the train, Paul. What What is it, and uh, where is it going? Ian, I believe this is a train made by the German company Siemens. It's a, a large modern train on a major UK network travelling north of London. Uh, as I stand in the carriage at the moment, there are literally only two people in this carriage, myself and another passenger who is currently... Uh, searching his phone. Can't tell you what he's looking at at the moment, but I can tell you that he is alone. Uh, There are detritus of uh, evening standards. This is a a water bottle, half drunk. Uh, As I walk through the carriage, there is uh, a fire extinguisher, always good to see here. 
the gentleman here is perusing his phone. Good evening, sir. Hello. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? How is your journey this evening? It's okay. How, where have you come from so far tonight, sir? From London. Where are you traveling to? Northampton. It. Uh, I mean, have you gone there for a reason? You've got shoes? You've got friends there. Are you buying shoes? I mean, it's famous for its shoes. You're not buying shoes. Okay, that's good. It, thank you. Uh, he has obviously confirmed he's not buying shoes. Oh, there's another gentleman here just walking up the train here. He's, um, I confirm, also asleep. Um, I've gone to the end of the carriageway, Ian, and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the train is currently moving. We're, we're moving to the next station. All is clear at the moment. Back to you. Uh, Paul, what time is your, your ETA, your estimated arrival time? Uh, well, according to the train uh, indicator on the train, uh, which is currently showing on a laser display board just ahead of me, I know. Uh, it is literally in the next 45 seconds or so. Wow, fantastic. Um, would we be able to listen to you getting off of the train? Well, hopefully. I mean, uh, we're you know, <laughs> all all problems permitting. I mean, I haven't heard any particular concerns about the uh, the journey time at the moment. Network Rail haven't given us any updates as we speak, although, of course... But, but you, 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 are... you, you're saying, sorry to talk over you, Paul, you're saying you could be off the train very, very shortly. Almost imminently, Ian. We're going to sit back. Imminently. We're going to sit back, Paul, and we're just going to enjoy this moment. Thank you. Okay. You're listening to um, The Train Ride uh, with Paul Scoynes. It's train time. New feature on this show, and uh, we've got our new reporter, Paul Scoynes. We'll be getting off a train very, very shortly. We are now approaching Wolverton. Please take stepping from the train onto the platform. Just being advised, Ian, to take extra caution at this station. Don't know why. There may be some incidents up ahead but being advised uh, ahead of the departure time to take extra special care i don't know if this is specific to this station obviously the station in northern buckinghamshire but one that uh, has a particular relationship with the train industry of course being one of the first railway towns in england in fact maybe even europe so a special moment at this stage wolverton of course celebrating only recently its 175th anniversary as a train town, home to the Royal Train. But for how long, we wonder, because, of course, the area which was uh, uh, for very many years designated as the Royal Train soon to be sold off in a uh, hotly disputed housing incident. But uh, just about to be, I think, informed by the train conductor about what the next stage is. No, that's... We are now approaching Woodworth our next station stop. We're leaving the train here. Please mind the gap in the train and the platform. And we're just getting that uh, information live from the conductor. A gap at the station. Uh, this is not, I have to say, expected. We weren't expecting this gap, but it is there. And uh, I'm hopeful I can bring you that, uh, that gap live as we arrive. We are now just pulling to a standstill. Um, I hope you're getting the... the, the uh, We're getting it, Paul. We're getting it. It's okay. really painting okay, a wonderful picture for our ears. Thank you. Hold on. Uh, the, I'm just... Come to a standstill. Bear with me. Bear with... That's the noise. The noise. The doors. The doors are opening, Ian. The, do the doors are open. I'm off the train. The train's down. We're down.
Paul? Paul's coins? Well, we've lost Paul there. We don't know if that's because the phone signal dropped or maybe there was a terrorist attack at that train station. We just don't know. Or we'll... maybe the gap was wider than he anticipated. It, it, well, would have to be quite wide. Um, Paul, thank you for that. And we're really pleased to... Um, uh, to get some 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 big names, some some great names on on, on talk radio. And Paul Scoynes is one of the new signings. You'll be hearing a lot more from him. Um, I'm not giving out the number tonight because I don't want you to call in. Um, feedback coming in on um, Paul Scoynes. Lee says, "F me, this bloke is boring." Okay, it's an opinion. In an hour's time, it's quite commonly held opinion. Remember? Yeah, oh, I wouldn't disagree with you, Lee. I, w- I wouldn't disagree with you in the slightest, actually. Um, in an hour's time, um, we've got one of the most famous drummers in the world on the show. We've got... I can remember Dougie's last name. Hang on a minute. I always have to type in Dougie Express Drummer. Dougie Wright. That's it. Thank you. Dougie Wright. Who... Now, who he? Dougie Wright has played on absolutely everything. He's the British Hal Blaine. He's played with Adam Faith, with Cilla Black, with David Bowie, with Jeff Beck. He was um, in the Walker Brothers... Uh, Serge Gainsbourg, Jane Barquin, Je t'aime, Je t'aime. He's played with the Wurzels <laughs> and Sandy Shaw. He's coming on. He's played on everything. And what a delightful older gentleman and, and a brilliant storyteller, isn't he? We spoke to him um, last week. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, oh, the Daily Star has got... So we'll play the, the interview with Dougie Wright in about an hour's time. Um, the Daily Star has got one of those brilliant stories that newspapers do every now and then. And, and they kind of take it in turns as to who's going to do the story. picture of a ghost <gasps> the, <laughs> the, the the last few ones of these including this one they've just used that ghost app they just used the ghost app which the and boys the, love and the newspaper journalist like my gran is completely sucked in they just used the ghost app and it's like a picture of a, those ghost apps are brilliant right we had a friend at work, Justin, who w- would fall for it all the time. <laughs> and my boys love it. My boys find it hilarious and terrifying and wonderful. You know, all of that stuff. They love it. But it's an app. I mean, and this... Well, I don't know what it is. Right. My spook is a man-hater. But what's even more What's even more spooky are the dolls I behind know. her. Well, that one with the red cardigan... Gets its knickers pulled down by the ghost, apparently. <laughs> we all used to do that, though, growing up, pull the knickers down with the dollies. First thing you do when you get a new doll, check it's got kecks First on. First time I saw a real, uh, um, um, what did uh, Jeannie call them yesterday? Lucy. Lucy. First time I saw my, a real Lucy, I couldn't believe it. It's, <laughs> it's, not what what I was, it's not what I was expecting. It would be perfectly, um, <laughs> perfectly smooth down there. Like a ski ramp. A gran <laughs> claims her boyfriends keep being scared away... <laughs> the dolls (laughs) but we've all we've all done this right you 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 meet someone maybe you've been going out with them a couple of times or whatever and they're nice and then you go back to their house or if it's a shared house you go back to their room and you look around and you go oh my god she's nuts (laughs) 
<laughs> she's nuts. She's got loads of dollies everywhere. All, all, all her stuff's in plastic bags. She is. I've got to. Yeah, I've got really bad. I feel a bit sick. No, honestly, I just feel a bit sick. I'm gonna listen. I'm oh, gonna a go. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll give you. I, no, I'll give you a call tomorrow. Yeah. No, it's bad. And it don't. No, I'll walk. It's all right. Don't worry. Um, Tracy Proctor. The female version of that is when you go back and you realise his mum puts his pants on the uh, radiator to warm up for him in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy Proctor, 52, says the protective, here we go again, black monk ghost moves keys, glasses, (laughs) e-cigarettes. A real glimpse into this lady likes to read and lock doors and smoke but not get cancer. (laughs) And pulls down the knickers of her antique dolls. (laughs) (laughs) It has chased off any fella she has dated and also spooked her sons, Glyn and Alec, who heard footsteps in a bedroom... (laughs) Of course they did. Mum was having a bukkake party. What? Not um, bukkake. What's it? Um, sushi. Fondue. Fondue. So I'm thinking. Fondue. Careful with that. Careful. It, well, you can... It burns, isn't it? Yeah. It burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gran of Four said... Cold water. Many men have been driven from my home. How many? Again, okay, maybe I was right the first time. <laughs> Including her boys. I think she's doing it to get some peace. <laughs> it definitely stops me having relationships. If I meet someone, I know what is going to happen. And I'm not going to see them again if they come back to mine. Well, I mean, but then who's that fella in the picture? There's a fella sat next to her watching the telly while she sort of looks up. I mean, it's very strange, isn't it? Um, Tracy... This is, yeah. Tracy of Wakefield, West Yorkshire, called in ghost-busting brothers Mark and Daryl Vernon after the 14-year reign of terror. <laughs> it's an actual reign of terror. Get me the Vernons. Now. See if you can find the Vernons. Go and see if you can find them on there, because we'll, we'll see if we get them on. What are they called? Mike and what? Daryl. Mark and Daryl Vernon. Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Surely they'll be under Ghostbusters, won't Yeah, they? well, they're brothers, and they're in... Um, Ghost Brothers. Yeah, Ghost Brothers in West Yorkshire. Who are you going to call? The Ghost Brothers! <laughs> uh, Mark 51 said, there's definitely something happening there. <laughs> well. Oh, Trace, right, Tracy added, people might think I'm crazy, but it's looked after me, nothing bad has ever happened. The reason I made that involuntary noise is because my eyes glimpsed over at the story next to it and i don't know if i can say one of the words in it oh a little bit of blue for the dads sex sells the headline is how weird to have sex how weird to have sex how weird how weird to have sex geordies love doggy style sex what oh yeah i've read that one but busy londoners go for the missionary position That's actually in a newspaper. That's a, that's in um that's in an actual newspaper. It's news. It's news. You got to Newcastle. Um, how are we doing with Mark and Daryl Vernon? Mark Vernon, see above, standing to the left, the self-coined paranormal detective. Let's see if I can find paranormal detective. Nothing under Ghost Brothers. Have you looked under Facebook on Facebook? No, I'm looking to see if they've got a website. Because oh. surely, who are you going to call? You go to the website. Ghostbusters. I've can't got a afford- picture of him. All right. Hey, yeah, look, all right, don't they? 
They look, they look perfectly ghost. We'll get them on. Get them on. If, we, if they won't come on tonight, we'll have them I'll, on Monday. I'll find them. Oh, by the way, next week, uh, Dave Mason and Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. Dave Mason, not of Jethro Tull, and um, Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. And we'll be doing another fantastic coincidence butt kiss uh, next Friday as well. So get those reviews in, guys. Get those reviews in. Every review counts. I would... Um, I am... Regular listeners to me, by regular I mean over the years, will know that I've always poo-pooed the supernatural, um, the spirit world, and the other side. But as I get older, I'm coming more and more around to thinking that maybe such things as ghosts exist that maybe now i have no evidence to back this up i have um i've been to a couple of haunted houses um and and we went to that haunted pub of course we did the whole show from a haunted pub um and n- neither of those incidents gave me any evidence to to say that ghosts do exist but I, as i get older i'm starting to think that maybe there's um maybe there's something maybe there's something going on that we just we just can't. But but I think it's like dimensions. I think it's different dimensions. Like, um, we can only see in three dimensions, but some creatures... Like, fish can see the infrared from your remote control. We yeah. can't see it. But what can they do with that information? Nothing. So well, it's like, well, you know, the Lord giveth, if you believe in the Lord, and the Lord taketh away. Yeah, but then some, some um, creatures can see the fourth dimension, which is time. So they can, whereas, whereas time for us is linear and, you know, what's happened in the past is behind us. What happened, all we've got is the present. For some creatures, maybe fictional creatures. Yeah. But time is, is like a bit of tape and it's winding. You can just go, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to look at that bit or I'm going to look at that bit. Like we go, like we go, oh, I'm going to look to the right and there's a wall or I'm going to look to the left and there's a window. They can do the same with time. I'm going to look to the right. Oh, look, that's me when I'm 70. I'm going to look to the left. Oh, look, I'm a baby. So that is... It's all all very, very possible. It is. I think it is. You should watch that film Arrival. Right, I'll make a note. Although I've kind of just spoiled the plot there. I wasn't really listening to it. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, while you find those Ghostbusters, while the listener has a think, I'm going to have a break. I'm not not giving you any time at all. You balls up, Ed. Put your hand up and take it like a man. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right, dear listener. Um, so, yeah, Dougie Wright coming up um, a little bit later on. He's played on um, everything. He, but the, our favourite song that he played on is... I love to dance, but my baby... No, I love to love. My baby, baby just, just wants to dance. dance. He wants to dance. You know, he dances. I've got a theory about that. Is you, think, you think that he's, uh, he's gay? You're clearly gay. Come on. Because she wants... She, Tina Charles is saying, I'll, I will away the lads. I will, and he's going, just a minute. I just want to dance. But my baby... Just, it's a great song, that. Mm. That is a great song. She's but like chasing... I love to dance. I love to love. love and she's chasing him around the dance floor. And he's going, no, let me cut a rug. She looks like a fag hag, doesn't she? <laughs> she, she does, doesn't she? I don't no, know. That's not, a, that's not a critical term. That's a term of endearment. Mm. That's a term of endearment, isn't it? I always thought. What's her name? Tina Charles. Right, let me just look. 
Oh, I love to do love, but my baby just wants to dance. I can. He loves to dance, you know he does、mm-hmm. with other men. Whoa, I love to love. My baby just loves to dance. He wants to dance. He's got to dance. She's got a lovely set of heated rollers. Clearly, <laughs>、yeah. in the seventies. Good for、lovely. her. She's still going, Tina.、Mm-hmm. Was she sixty-eight now? Probably. She's still going. Whoa, I love to. We should get her in. She's sixty-two.、Hey, let's get her in to do a concert downstairs. And shall I break it to her? What? She was barking up the wrong tree. Well, yeah. Let's get her in and get her to do a concert downstairs. What brilliant! Happy brilliant! Well, I love to love, but my baby, my baby just, just wants to, to dance. dance. He wants to dance. He's got to dance. Get her in. We'll have a concert downstairs in the Virgin bit. Yeah. A little boogie woogie. Da 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 da. Oh yeah, classic. Um, I've Facebook Mark Vernon, so it's a matter of time. Although he hasn't been on there since October last year. Speaking of dancing,、mm-hmm. looking for love, try to wiggle on the dance floor. Not if you're、I'm、Tina a, Charles. I'm an excellent dancer. Really? Because、mm. um, I'd imagine because you've got、um, short legs and、um, stumpy arms, I thought you'd be、um, sort of just flailing around no, a little bit. Like, no, like no, that. no, that's your mistake.、Okay. You've got too much limb. Yeah, but I, see, I control got, it well. Well, yeah, got a low centre of gravity, so yeah, yeah. you're a bit more in tune with the floor. That means it's harder for you to fall over.、Mm-hmm. Like your weebles wobble, but they don't fall、I've、down. Got excellent balance. You're a weeble, and you wobble, but you don't fall down. It's the way I wobble, though. Exactly. Well, this is from everyone's favourite science correspondent, Fernandez. Yeah, you got it. By the way, if you're wondering why we're not, I can see calls, pe- people ringing in. I just don't think you're up for it, guys. I, I, I might take, I might allow some of you to come on my radio show a little bit later on. But right now, you're listening to Radio Gold. I mean, talk radio, but it's actual gold, right? Just to show you that I can do it, okay? I'll let some of the callers come on in a little bit. Right now, guys, you're listening to Gold, not not that station. Next time you hit the dance floor, don't、I、be shy. Love, love. my baby, baby just, just loves to dance. dance. He wants to dance. He loves to dancing with other men. Don't be shy and shuffle on the sidelines. What? <laughs> For scientists have found what moves the best women dancers make. And they're not for the timid. Well, it's surely the the most most erotic dance has got to be、Lombarda. the no 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 no. Is it the is it the bogle the bogle? Oh, the bogle. The bogle where、mm-hmm. you bet you wind it up. The dirty wind. You bend it down and you do the dirty wind. That one is. Is it called the bogle? Well, I mean, it was、Beautiful、the precursor、dance. to the nice、uh, big that, that thing that nice big ass doing a bogle. <laughs> It's the the precursor to、yeah. the、uh, what's it called that thing that、um, Miley Miley Cyrus does. Yeah. The,、um, you do the dirty wine. You gotta bend it down fine and do the dirty wine, and they really just it gives you a real. It, it gives you. It, yes, it certainly does.、Uh, they discovered this is scientists, and this is Colin Fernandez, the science correspondent. Um, people calling in. Don't call. Stop calling in. Stop calling in until after midnight, please. The next, the next fourteen minutes, I've got these. Don't panic. So、um, just stop calling in. Stop it. They discovered that vigorously wiggling your hips, 
arms and thighs is considered to be the most attractive to men. The dutty wine. And not only is it a fun way to boogie, (laughs) but the experts... I told you about that brilliant song I saw Rolf Harris singing on television once. Poor... Because remember, it used to be Boogie Woogie, didn't it? And it was put in the song when I remember seeing this as a kid and thinking, whoa, he's playing it on the piano. I remember seeing it thinking, oh, I want to be, be him. And he sang this song. It went, poor old Mr. Woogie. And it was a song about, it was like Mr. Boogie and Mr. Woogie. But Mr. Woogie, Mr. Boogie had gone on to great success because everyone just said Boogie. It's like Boogie Woogie, Boogie Woogie. Then they dropped the Woogie and it just became Boogie, didn't it? Mm. And it was a song written about, written from the perspective of Mr. Woogie. And people don't say woogie anymore. People don't go, should we go on the dance, have a little woogie? They say, should we go and have a little boogie? Yeah. I wonder if I can find that song. Hang on a minute. Maybe not the Rolf Harris version, but... Um, um, here we go. Um, hang on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's the governors. Maybe it wasn't Rolf Harris then. This makes more sense. Chaz and Dave. Oh. Everyone's on about boogie on the radio. Boogie, boogie, big down in the disco. And doesn't Dave on bass guitar look a lot like Scott Balcony? I don't think old Mr. Woogie. Now Boogie got started a long, long time ago. Boogie Woogie was around long before the discos. Now Boogie had a partner and Sue Arm on about. get me some Chaz and Dave. <laughs> I think so. I'm going to have to get me some Chaz and Dave. That is blinding. I thought that was Rolf Harris, but obviously it was Chaz and Dave. And like, you can see how a, 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 an eight-year-old kid will get confused by that. Because mm-hmm. they look, they both look like... Well, they got beards. Yeah, it's the beards. Don't they look good? Look, look at that, man. Kinks. I'm going to say it better than the Kinks, aren't they? Someone took Boogie away. Poor old Mr. Woogie. 
Yeah, I'm having that. I'm having that. Better than the kinks, dear listener. Better than the kinks, Chaz and Dave. Anyway, sorry, back to the story that we were doing. Don't, people, people calling in, don't call in. <laughs> Stop calling in until after midnight, and then I'll consider whether I want you to come on my show or not. Uh, not only... So, they discovered that vigorously wiggling your hips, arms and thighs is considered to be most attractive to men. And not only is it a fun way to boogie, but the experts believe these moves may also signal your fertility mm. and availability to the opposite sex. To identify the steps that separate the divas from the duffers, the team filmed 39 women shimmying to a rhythm of 125 beats a minute. What's that? Boom, boom. Something like that, yes. yes. Poor old Mr. Woogie. So it's, this, it's the same beat as Chaz and Dave. Using a computer, the dancers were then turned into three-dimensional figures. Well, actually, just using God, they were turned into three-dimensional figures by the very fact they were dancers. This was to pare the moves down to essentials only. The scientists from Northumbria then asked 57 men and 143 women to rate... This is very flaky science, Mr Fernandez, you're reporting to us, as, as uh, uh, your role as science correspondent. Very flaky science. I'm not convinced I'm buying the science of this. The, move, the They found three movements were key to good dancing. Hip swinging and moving the arms and thighs in an asymmetric way. I don't know what asymmetric means. It just means, you know, so they're not... They're not they're not star starfishing. They're kind of, you know, they're a bit lopsided. Maybe tilting slightly one oh, side. Oh, hang on. It, it goes on to explain. Oh, go on. Sorry. This involves each arm moving differently to the other. Yeah. For example, moving one arm vertically above the head while the sexy. other moves side to side. Fair enough, that is sexy. <laughs> so, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So, they got, so this is it. So they, it's got to be that. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I look like a crab. Stop doing it because I'm I'm finding myself incredibly turned on. <laughs> so you see, you've got arm over your head and the other it's one's... It's very... Yeah, it's very sensual. It's that, isn't it? It's that. Wind the dirty thing. Wind it down. Kath, is it this? <laughs> is it that? It can be that. Yeah, okay. It can be that. I mean, you just got to do what you feel, haven't you? Well, this is the thing... Oh, I'm out of breath. <sighs> However, before you start throwing wild shapes on oh, the dance floor... hang on. Too late. They also discovered that a degree of restraint is required. <laughs> for if the arms move too wildly, it looks pathological. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I should have read that paragraph before maybe I demonstrated. Maybe that's what that feeling was in my tummy. Yeah, it was pathology. <laughs> the researchers believe that the reason that these three movements in the arms, hips and thighs are so attractive is because... They give an exaggerated impression of a woman's femininity, i.e. her... What was it? Lara. <laughs> Lucy. That was it. Therefore, dancing in this way makes her seem a better prospect to a potential partner. But... <laughs> we just, like... What, but, all right, what blokes like uh, are women in nice clothes that show off their bums and their boobs having a little wiggle. That's all it is. Just enjoying themselves. Just enjoying themselves. Maybe, you know, bending over and if they drop some coins on the floor. <laughs> That's it! Why have they dropped coins? So they can bend over. Oh. Uh, maybe the coins um, uh, uh, fell out of their hands because they never have any pockets. What the hell is it? Why, no. can't, you, why can't you have pockets? Well, we've got, that's what you've got your bag uh, for. Could, could, you put, could you put me a purse in your, in your pocket? What? 
Personal, put it in yours. No, it ruined the outline of my, my dress. Women's clothes don't often have pockets. So, well, even when they do, it ruined the outline of my trousers. You no, know, I used to when I was a student. <laughs> mm. I used to stick, I used to stick the money in the band of my knickers. Honey, money, money. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I used to. Saying like, that, I used to be able to go out with a fiver and come back with it. Yeah, I used to, you know, stick things in my pants, but it, was, it wasn't money. <laughs> They get all sweaty and useless. What? Yeah, the dark days. Um, explaining why asymmetric movements are appealing, they said that bad dancers are less able to operate their arms separately. What? So being a good dancer shows good coordination. Mm. Oh, this you've made this up. Come on, man. a trait that could be passed on to offspring. When I when I chose my wife and we thought we'd go because the thing, yeah, do you know what she's, she's got? She's got good coordination. I really hope my kids have got. They haven't got good coordination. They're all over. They're like me. They're all over the place. Someone throws a ball at them. They go in completely opposite direction. That's why she chose you. Get used to it, kids. It won't get any better than that. <laughs> Associate Professor and full-time Chancellor, Dr Nick Neve, who led the study, said women are not only dancing to attract men, but also to show off to other women. Yeah. What about lesbians? Well, then, yes, then both. He added, you are able to interpret a lot about a person from the way that they move. <laughs> Flipping <laughs> heck! Right, right. I'm going to start compiling a list of um, people that, um, come Judgment Day, they're going to get sorted out. Nick Neve and Colin Fernandez are going on that list. Wasting my time. The utter tosh. Right, okay. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have Dougie Wright um, in the next hour at some point. Um, and we're also going to open the phone lines for half an hour, okay? And let's see if you've learnt your lesson. Um, Stephen says, that's it, I've had enough of the self-indulgent crap of Ian Lee on talk radio. I'm tuning back to LBC permanently, the radio grown-ups. Good, glad to see the back of you, Stephen. Never liked your texts, I thought they were a bit boring and a bit lazy. Or you want someone a bit more intellectual listening to the show. So, bye, Steve! Late Nights with Ian Lee on talk radio. Talk radio. So, we're going to allow you the chance to come on a national radio station for the next 30 minutes or so. But just think, is what you have to say interesting, important? Will it have an impact, a positive impact on people's lives? If no, then I really don't want to hear from you. I'm Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right. Um, what is going on with people? This is why, this is, I'm glad I've done this, right? I'm, I'm really glad that I've brought this to your attention because a lot of you, listen, I can take criticism. I, it's, my, it's my job. Someone criticises me, I can take it. And I, I, I listen to it and I think, okay, um, they have brought something up. Um, yes, it hurts, but I'm going to think about it and I'm going to think about how I can improve myself. So when I get criticised, I don't get angry, I don't get upset, it hurts, but I go away and I sit quietly for sometimes a couple of days at a time and think, right, so that person said I wasn't very good at that. How could I get better at that? And if I can't get better at that because of the limitations of, you know, my head, then maybe there's something else I could do that will compensate. Turns out you lot 
aren't quite like that. You're taking it a bit personally. Mal says, does Lee not understand that most people who interact with his show have psychological problems? Do not undermine them. He is very cruel. Well, Mal, do you not realise that the word psychological has the letter S in it? So, it's easy to criticise. Um, and I, I've been finding it very easy to criticise you listeners all night. Um, but the, and, and everyone who's sniping back, the Mal and the Stevens, is childish. The maturity comes when you go, oh... Maybe he has got a point. Maybe the reason that the, that the show isn't working isn't because of him, because he's brilliant. Um, maybe it's, it is my fault. You, the listener, being, being you, maybe it is my fault. Maybe I should be doing more. Maybe I should be giving more. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have a little bit of fun. The next 30 minutes, I'm going to open the, the switchboard and we're going to take calls straight to air, okay? So, very, very simple. 03444991000. Now, before you call in, have a think. Does your call meet the criteria okay you right, ed okay oh, okay does my call thank you meet the criteria is it interesting will people get something out of it is there a little bit of humor in there that's the criteria okay so just have a think i can see people ringing in and i just want those people to think oh three and this is the first time i've given the number out this evening okay oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand Okay, let's try this. Line one, do you meet the criteria? I think I do. I want to redeem myself. Go on then. Do you know this? I, I feel I don't know, it doesn't just happen to me. This when you listen to some music, sometimes you get a sort of either a memory of a place or a smell. Well, when you played Chaz and Dave, I smelled oranges, and I don't know why. That I thought that's The Shining, isn't it? Weird. You've got The Shining. Isn't that synesthesia? Uh, oh, don't, don't freak us out. <laughs> but what it is, I thought of... Um, in the 80s, I was brought up by my mum, single parent. And for a while, she went out with a bloke who had um, diabetes. Yes. And if my mum used to have to inject him occasionally because he was in a strange place. And if he wasn't there, I had to do it. And I had to learn... Mm-hmm. By injecting an orange. Yeah. I've heard of And he was a massive Chaz and Dave fan. Where where did you have to inject him? Just below the back of the... Not actually the arse, but, like, just below the arse and that crease. You had to inject your mum's boyfriend? Up up the arse? (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Not up it. No, I did not inject my... Because that is, I can tell you now, right? That is abuse. Well, at this point, at this point, he so was dark. Yes. He'd been for, he'd been there a while, so he was more or less like a all right stepdad. Still, I mean, flipping heck. Okay, but then it got us thinking. Yes. What smell? What? What? What's, song, what smell? Song, what song, smell song. comes to your mind when you think about injecting your mum's boyfriend up the ass? <laughs> <laughs> Oranges. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like when you, listen to, when, when you listen to music, you always have a strange memory of a smell. I don't get the smell. I don't. Point. I don't. Um, I don't. I, I remember visually. I don't remember um, with smells. If if I smell something, I can be transported and taken back in time. But I don't. I I I, I don't smell smells that aren't there. I don't remember smells. You're right about. Does the, the reverse not work? 
Because if I if I smell hot dogs, you back. Where are I, we going uh, with this? Hot dogs and onions. Yeah, I, I smell. Come on, Eileen. Ah, <laughs> uh, you get to be night runners. Because it was always on at the fairground. Every time, every summer, the fair came. Yeah. And had that on for years. Yeah. It's weird. Am I? Am I? Am I nuts? Yeah. Am I the only person who does this? Go on, Kat. Not, Hang on a minute, Kat, what are you going to say? I think you are, yeah. Oh. I think you are. No, 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 no. I was no, going to no. say, I think it's quite normal to get the smell memory thing. Like, I went down to this shop that I used to work in when I was a teenager, about a year ago, and I had to go because it freaked me out that it smelt exactly yeah. the same and it was like time travel. I was yeah. like, oh, no, I can't do this. Mm. Right, so that's well, normal. Hang on. Yeah. Have you, have you never had a... Have you, never, have you not smelt on before? And that's reminded you of a song, the no. other way around. No. Remind me no? Of the song, no. no. And it should have been that shop, because we were always playing David Essex's Winter's Tale, but that didn't come to mind. It was only, only a winter's tale. That was on the Christmas tape. Just another winter's tale. Really, you retained it, though, haven't you? Well, no, it's just you that... Just re- that you was just on, retained it there? That was on all day, and I knew if that went round three times, it was home time. But have you, you... But you won't... Can you smell that? If I sing... Right, close your eyes, right? Um, it was only a winter's tale, just another winter's tale. No. You can't smell it. I can't smell it, but no. I can see a neckerchief. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I can't remember, I can't remember smells. What do you smell if I sing, if I sing this? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Me. Him. Everyone. I love to love, my baby just loves to dance. I don't smell anything. What do you smell? I don't smell I anything. I smell stale beer at Wesley Social Club oh. every Saturday afternoon. They had a disco for the minors' kids. I think you've got a special. And gift. I can smell. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. I don't remember. Smells, but I. Uh, th- 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 but synesthesia it can be orgasmic. I met a guy who um, mm-hmm. he would um, music. He could see music. Mm-hmm. They see colours, don't they? But it would make him, um... Well, it'd come. Yeah. If I hear born slippy, I can taste, um, vodka and Red Bull sort of vomit in the back of my throat. Well, this fella could, Well, he would go to gigs... Oh, God. ...and stand right at the front... Oh, God. ...and he would have, like, a spiritual and sexual experience in his, in his mind and pants. Oh, God. Um, I used to be in a band and that never worked for me. No, no, well, no, it's, it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse, you see. Wow. That's the, that's the problem, really. I'm very... Do you uh, think I need to see a doctor? No, I, no, 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 I, 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 I no, 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 not at all. Um, that was all right. I was all right. I I'm going to give I... that a six out of ten. That was, that was acceptable. S- f- five and, a, five and above. Fine for tonight, okay, because we, we're kind of rebuilding. Five and above, fine. Below five. No, six. I'm going to say six and above. Six and above, because that was acceptable. Um, anything less than that, and um, you're banned. Uh, yes, line one. Do you fit the criteria? Oh, no. Is my first call through to you straight away? You tell me. Uh, <laughs> Ian, big fan, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Okay. And well, I have no idea what the radio, what you were talking about, because I've just called, but I haven't managed to listen tonight. I'm really sorry. Well, I, far be it from me. Basically, what's your name, friend? 
Mark. Mark from uh, Hitchin. Okay, Mark. We are discussing this evening why the show's listening figures have fallen through the the floor. Oh, no, I really hope, because I heard that yesterday that you you were going to get these figures. I really hope they hadn't. Is that true? Seriously? Yeah, it's true. And here's the reason, Mark. I've worked out what it is. No, you don't know the reason, but go on No, I do. I do, mate. It's not me. It's not Kath. It's not Ed. I agree. It's you, the well, call- it's you, the callers. <laughs> okay. It's you, the I'm callers. You're not doing the- good enough. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it on the chin, but how, why? What, what are we not doing? Well, you what need you to, you, you're not being interesting, you're not being captivating, you're not grabbing me. Can I, inter- can I just... <laughs> Please do. Mark, what have you not done tonight? Hi. Hiya. What have you not done tonight before you phoned in? What, so I haven't managed to listen to the show tonight. I've Boom. Been, um, Boom. I, I'm a podcast listener, 100. percent And I don't want to mock. I don't want to be cruel to yeah. you, right? But I, I've got <laughs> okay. to be fair. I've just said any call that scores less than a six out of ten, I'm going to boot off. Now you've come on. You've done the. You've done the f- long time listener, first time caller. I love it. But this is a four at best. This all is right, a four right, out right. of ten. Okay. So well, give me a chance. Let me redeem can I, yourself, can I please. Yeah, all right. Okay, first of all, Kath, I'd like to make a very quick request. Can you please not put me on the podcast uh, on Monday? Because I, re- I, lo- I listen to the po- I love the podcast, but, you know, I, my bit, I don't need to listen to. Mark, anyway, listen, can, I'm yeah. the producer, and I will not be dictating. <laughs> oh, it's such a pleasure to talk it's to you. It's gone down listen, to a three, I... Mark. You're a three <laughs> out of ten. Issuing okay. demands. Even Vinny that scores higher than you. <laughs> oh, no, Vinny's awesome, though. But listen, can I... Um, the reason I came, my first over the kind of button. thing I'd like to, I, I wanted to talk to you about, or actually request, and this is going to get me down lower, I know it, but you know what, I've got so much love for this guy. Can I talk to Ed? Oh. Let's go to line two. Line two, do you fit the criteria? I hope so, mate, I hope so. How you doing, Ian? It's Jimmy. All right, Jimmy? How's it going, mate? Um, yeah, I think, to be honest, the show is saved. Uh, see, I ain't tuned in for a while, but you see the um, the train thing, the yeah. train correspondence. Yeah, is that coins. the first time Paul's he's coins. done it? There? Yes, it, it was. It's the first time he's done a new signing for talk radio. Uh, the train correspondent, Paul Scoynes. Yeah, what did you think? It's good, well, wasn't I think, it? I think things things can only get better from this point onwards, mate. I what? think they can only get better. That was one of the best things I've heard in ages. Really? Tell me why you liked it, and because we'll, we'll, this is great feedback. Because I agree with it. Tell me. Well, it was serious. It was yeah. informative. Yeah. He didn't miss a trick, the geezer. No. He spoke to people, and it sounded like a proper news report. A proper news report. No crap, he didn't miss... He just didn't miss out anything, and he didn't... He didn't make it a joke. It was no, a... It straight. wasn't a bland subject. Yeah. Paul No Crap Scoins, we're going to be calling in from now. Well, Jimmy, I'm glad you liked it, and we're going to make that a regular, a regular feature. I mean, literally... You're the only person that said you liked it. We've had about 25 texts saying it was rubbish, but, but, but. But that's what we always got. Yeah. So. Well, don't listen to him. Thank don't you, Jimmy. Him, you're, you're, a, you're a good man, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Let's go Mark's to. Mark's out of 10 for that one? Uh, oh, that was a, that was a strong, strong eight. Strong. strong eight. Yes, line one. Do you fit the criteria? Yeah, I'm going for an eight, eight, eight to nine. Well, you uh, started on a two. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll work my way up quickly. You're being well. Uh, following on from the um, the comment on your friend with synesthesia, I've, I've, I'm halfway through a book called Music Affilia by the late um, neuropsychologist uh, Dr. Um, Oliver Sacks. Yes. 
and there's some fascinating, well, basically the book's a, a, a compilation of anecdotes, cl- clinical anecdotes, that he compiled during his clinical career. And one, one of the accounts was of someone who took a phone call in, in the States um, in a lightning storm, was hit by lightning, and, and the very next day be, um, developed this amazing ability to, uh, to compose music and, and to play the piano extremely well. What the heck? What? Hang on. That sounds like a beginning of a superhero film. <laughs> What's the name of this book? It's called It's called Musicophilia. Oh, God, I don't even spell that. Oh, fear. Here we go. Musicophilia. Here we go. Let's have a little... Um, oh, no. Uh, cognitive Psychology. Oliver Sacks. Oh, That's it's, the one. It's, it's £4.11. It's too much. Um, that sounds all right, though. That's brilliant, isn't it? It, 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 is, it is extraordinary. It, it, it's extraordinary, but th- th- there's obviously a risk factor to trying to get yes. hit, hit by lightning <laughs> to improve your musical abilities. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a pun, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's a shortcut, but if it goes wrong, it, it, it could be awful. When I was a kid, I used to repeatedly throw myself off high things in the hope that I'd be able to fly. Yeah. Oh, I tried to fly when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, thank you for that, Tom. That's a, sol- that's a solid seven. I like that. This is the thing. Everyone said, oh, the the I cracked the whip and it's working. Let's try this one before the break. Line uh, four, do you fit the criteria? Well, I hope so, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ian Lee. I've, uh, I just want to find in, so I've had the best two hours entertainment for a long time tonight. I went to see Danny Baker in Reading. Oh, he, what, the, red, uh, the Reading Hexagon? Yes. Was he, was it, what, what does he do? He just talks about his life. Um, he, he, he does a little bit about your uh, radio bit, your, uh, where you were... Uh, Talk about what you're allowed to talk about and not talk about on the radio. All right. He but he does a little sketch about that, but pretty much just he just rants. And is it just, just him talks. on his own? Is it him on his own? That's it. Just him on his own. It's, it's incredible. Absolutely, it just wonderful. It. It, it gets away with so much. Hopefully, we're going to go and see him at Shepherd's Bush. That's the plan. Oh, do please do because. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to get you to come uh, along to uh, oh, Reading tonight. Yeah, I know. I, I, I needed to pull a sickie. Listen, it was it was a nice call. I'm only going to give you a five, but I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, break. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, don't forget, you can get uh, this podcast and the rabbit hole. iTunes is the obvious place. Um, if you go to iTunes and type in Ian Lee, they both pop up. Um, but you can get them on um, Podcast Catcher and Pocket Cast and all those. Uh, you can get the rabbit hole on Acast. You can get it on loads of different places. I know some of you are a little bit um, iTunes-phobic. Um, that's weird. Um, we're going to play the interview with Dougie Wright in a bit, who is a session drummer, British session drummer, who um, who's absolutely charming gentleman, has played on... Hundreds of hits. He was kind of, kind of one of the Walker Brothers. Um, played with Adam Faith and um, David Bowie, all kinds of people. And um, we chatted to him uh, earlier in the week, and he's brilliant. So we're going to play that in a bit. In the meantime, though, um, I'm giving you a golden opportunity to come on the radio and redeem yourself. You've let me down. Um, you've let your families down and yourselves down by um, getting me really very disappointing uh, listener figures. They came out this week. It was it was upsetting for for everybody. We work hard. I think it's time you pulled your finger out. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line one. Do you fit the criteria? Yeah. 
Ian Lee? Yes. I'm a schizophrenic, as you know. My name's Lee. Okay. So three so far. And I've been listening to you for the last couple of hours, and the last few nights. Yeah. And I think you may be having a breakdown. Catherine, who I love a bit, she's gorgeous, but she may not recognise you because she's too close to you. I think you're having a breakdown. What makes you say that, Lee? You're getting angry with your listeners. I don't think it's a breakdown. I think it's a break up, a breakthrough. Well, a person having a breakdown would say that. Yeah. Well, but if they were also well, having a break up or a breakthrough, they would say that, wouldn't they? Whatever. I think. I think that um, you're having a, an issue. I think that the ish- I think that you're upset because I'm highlighting your issues as a caller. Well, I'm not very good as a caller. Exactly. I'm not special. Exactly. Well done. I know that though. But now you I'm telling all the others. Having an issue with your callers. You yeah, they're awful. They're not good enough. I deserve better. That's you not a breakdown. That's a breakthrough. You do deserve better. Yes. So you, you agree with me? By having a breakdown live on air. I'm not you? having a breakdown. I'm having a breakthrough. You've just said you agree with me. The callers aren't up to the standard I deserve. No, they're not. But that's always been true. It's not always been true. I used to get good callers. And I will get good callers again, Lee. I hope so. But you're having a breakdown. I'm having a breakthrough. Okay. Well, let's, let's agree to disagree. I love Kath. She's lovely. I text her every day. I um, put her uh... Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm not having a breakdown. I can see the light. I can literally, actually, if I close my eyes, I can see quite a bright light, sort of... Don't go towards just it. Just up above me no. and, and there. Stay but, um... Not a breakdown at all. I've never, I've never been more sure of myself. It's not my fault. Everywhere I've worked, everywhere I've worked, LBC, XFM, Six Music, Virgin and Absolute, Three Counties, everywhere I've worked, I've left with higher figures than when I started. Now, admittedly, if I were to leave here tomorrow, I'd leave with higher figures than when I started because we started with zero. It's a brand new station. So the pattern continues. Exactly. But, um, everywhere, the, the, the figures have always gone up, 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 up. Um, so I know, I know it's not me. I know it's not me, guys. I'm so confident it's not me. It's you. And that is fine. And we can work through that. And we can either, and we'll talk about it again on Monday. Uh, and we can either decide it's just not working and we, um, stop making it a phone-in show. Someone suggested on Twitter we make it a write-in show where people write letters. That could actually work. We'll take a little bit of planning, but that could work. There'd certainly be more thought in the content. Yeah, yeah, there? yeah. I think that could, that could possibly, um, be the kind of thing that we're looking for. Um, but I don't, I don't want to get rid of the phone-in element of the show. I really don't, unless I have to. And at the moment, I'm thinking, I probably have to, but I'd rather not. So up your game. It's that simple, guys. Up your game. Up your game. Up your game. Up your game. Okay. Rump, dump, dump, Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Line one, do you meet the criteria? Hello, Ian. I'm flitting, Catherine, between saying, do you meet the criteria and do you fit the criteria? Which would you say is correct? Um, mm, 
I would say both work, and I like the way you're working the alternatives, because otherwise it would get a bit repetitive, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? So I can it's see what you're doing. Great. It's a great catchphrase to have on a radio it's show. It's great, and that's what you're good at, and that yeah. is why you've got how many statuettes? Uh, well, I've got two. Okay, and how many certificates? Three. All right, well, job done. Um, line one, do you meet the criteria? Hello, Ian. Do you meet the criteria? I can only try my best, Ian. There you go. It's a four so far. Lovely. Thank you very much, Ian. Well, first of all, <coughs> no threats involved. I enjoy this show, and I shall continue to listen to the show, come what may. It's a three. But can I say tonight, I sort of feel as though I've been taken to the headmaster's office, yep, yep. given a lecture, yeah. and I think that what I've had to do as an older person who's quite more... Uh, willing to try to uh, listen and all the rest of it and go. i need to pull my socks off here we go well done at last the petty drop the first thank you barry the first person to go yeah do you know what you're right ian you're right i'm not doing enough mate barry thank you that's all right ian and i can only say that i will be going this weekend yes to make it my business to try to come up with something that's interesting Here to your listeners. Here we go. Oh, that fits in this is music to with ears. a presenter. Yes. A very experienced presenter. Yes. And I don't, please don't think I'm patronising no, you. No, not at all. No, very, I, not at all. A very experienced presenter who's owned his skills, has got the expertise. Yep. I don't think personally, in I'm going to be able to come very, very close to that. But I shall certainly try. Uh... Best of luck, Ian. Um, love and peace. Barry. Take care. You're, and you, you as well, Kath. Thank, thank you, you, Barry. Well done. Standing up for that. Now that. Standing up for that. that. Barry. That is how to acquit yourself as a caller. The humility of that man. That man. He says it. I don't think I'm good enough. I'm really going to work hard at it this weekend to see what I can do. But I don't think I'm good enough. That is... Right, that vindicates the entire last two and a half hours and all the naysayers. What a man. What a player. What a geezer. Line one, do you meet the criteria? Ian, I feel I need another chance. I deserve another opportunity. <laughs> I want to know. First of all, I think I need to know what the criteria is. Oh, oh Castor, please don't sigh. I'm... Mal has um, texted him. Why do you ask for callers and then cut them off? Well, because they're not good enough, Mal. You are making an impossible programme because you can't face your own demons, chum. Cut everyone off. A regime in progress, well done. Only yaysayers. Mal in Belfast, says the man who's been texting me all night. A little bit like a stalker, you know. So, all right, Mal. Weirdo, you keep texting in. Strange, isn't it? I'm going to text him in. Daniel! Thank you, Daniel! Never called in. So this is on Twitter. This is it! This is it! I knew it! And you're starting to get it, the intelligent ones. Daniel, never called in, but when I do, I will try my best to be a brilliant caller. It's time to raise the bar for your callers. Daniel Hughes on Twitter. He knows he's not good enough yet. He knows he hasn't got enough life experience. But you know what he does have? Yeah. Insight and potential. Mate, I love that, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it. I knew people would start to get it. 
I thought it might take a week or so, but on the second show, they're starting to get it. Some of them. I mean, the other, it's like when you're at school and you can't get you can't get German. You're learning German, can't get German. So you get frustrated and you start throwing stuff, messing around, and the teacher says, look, if you just do this, if you just listen to me, I can help explain this. No, oh, I don't want to listen. No, it's not. It's just German stupid. It's bent. It's gay. I don't want to learn German. And they just, listen, if you just listen to me, I can give you the key that will un- unlock this language. It's a few basic rules. If you just listen and apply these rules, you'll be able to get, yeah. ah, no, no, no. And those people are now um, either signing on or they're working on building sites or they're doing cash-in-hand jobs or they're collecting the tro- trolleys at Tesco. And I don't want those people listening to this show. So I'm happy to... Again, I had a thing where we lost listeners. So our listener figures would go down even more. But then I had a kind of way that that would get us more listeners. And I, I can't remember the connecting thing. It started thing. with uh, berating them. You, so, yeah, so we're going to lose all of the people that we... That we're going to lose all the idiots that and the backhaulers. So we get even less listeners than we've got now. And then we do something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we have more listeners. listeners. But I don't remember... I don't remember what that was. Um, let's switch the phones off now because I think we've peaked. I don't, I don't want to. I can see people calling in. I don't want to take any more of those calls, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. Let's just let Barry's phone call ring in everyone's ears. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should put that out as a, as a special bonus podcast. The instructions. How to? Yeah. Thanks very much. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, you know, we like to get you guests on the show that, um, that have got stories to tell, that have lived lives. And I got this, uh, Dougie Wright, okay? And I'll be honest, I found this fella because a couple of weeks ago there was an interview with him in the Express. And I was hooked. I was, I, I devoured it. And it's great. Remember we had Herbie Flowers on a few months ago, session musician who played on loads of stuff. Well, Dougie Wright is the drumming version of him. Adam Faith, Bay City Rollers, Scylla Black, uh, the Walker Brothers, David Bowie. He's played with them all. He comes from a different era, a different world. I was lucky enough to uh, email Dougie. He was totally up for having a chat. Absolutely delightful gentleman. DougieWright.com if you want to go and... Find out a bit more about him and look at his bits and pieces. But sit back, relax, and listen to a fantastic storyteller. Here's Dougie Wright. I don't know where to start with you, man, because I've got, <laughs> I've got the list. Let's start at the beginning, and we'll delve into some of the hits in a bit. How did you, how did you start playing the drums? What what was kind of your inspiration? Well, uh, I had piano lessons for a couple of years at school, uh, and I learned to read music well on piano when I was about twelve, thirteen. Yeah. My mum played piano. She helped me enormously. And, um, and then I, I gave it up when I left school at 15. Um, I went into a factory for the next six years. But in the meantime, I got the bug for playing something. I thought, I've, I've got to get myself involved in this music lark. There's something going on here. I like, I like, I like the sounds of music, you know. <laughs> yeah. What kind, of, what kind of year was this? I don't, not because I want to know your age, just so I can sort of know what was being played on the radio well, at the time. Well, 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 the thing is, I, I actually bought my first pair of sticks in late 54. Right, okay. Uh, I started with a band in 56, uh, a local band, local dance band. Yeah. Beautiful, lovely. Dance band. And, of course, 
my my reading thing came through my previous piano studies they helped enormously with my with the reading of drum music right um but in the meantime i'd been having lessons at a local music store in leeds anyway um and and uh, alec alec sidebottom his name was what, what a great oh, Yorkshire fantastic, name. Yeah. Uh, alec city batomi he was a bit posher you know yeah and um, but he was a great teacher and he was a good player. And my my the well the highlight of my career before I turned pro, uh, I was doing a lot of dance band dates anyway as a semi pro before I turned pro and went on the road with John Barry. Um, I, I actually dipped for my teacher, which was, I was wow. very proud of. Hey, have you seen that um, that film Whiplash about the drummer? Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. That's nothing like playing the drums, is it? Well, I, I don't know what to think. You know, I, I watched that. and I thought I've got friends who play the yeah. drums. It's nothing like that. Well, I mean, it's 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 all it's good fun. It's fun. It's fun, but but it all depends on how serious you want to take it. Yeah. Um, was it when? At what point did you um, realise that you could knock the factory on the head and you could make a living out of um, playing drums? Well, I had a call one Friday morning from a colleague I used to work with in Leeds. Uh, he had already joined the John Barry Seven. Uh, in 1958, mm. uh, and he, and he, uh, he was a tenor saxophone player. Uh, he, he, he now lives in Spain, uh, and uh, we're still in touch, well and truly. But uh, he, he phoned me one Friday morning. He said, uh, 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 "Would you like to join the band? How band? The Seven? I said, "I'd love to." So, well, look, I'll, I'll arrange for you to have a, a, an interview with John Barry uh, uh, in Leeds. Yeah. Have a drink. Have a drink uh, at one of the hotels in Leeds, and uh, talk it over and see how he goes. Anyway. Uh, it, it all went very well. I was offered the job, and I, about a couple of weeks later, I travelled down to London with John Barry and joined the Seven for rehearsals. Uh, my first gig was with Marty Wilde. Wow! Um, in uh, at the Theatre Royal in Norwich. Fantastic! Uh, that was 1958, uh, the first week of November. And yep. never had a proper job since. Uh, well, no. Yeah. I've got used to it now. Brilliant. You know? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a career out of it. <laughs> if you keep practising, Dougie, you never know. You might get there. Well, did uh, um, What did your parents say or your family say when you were, they heard you were going to quit? You know, a steady job to, to well, do this, Lark. Oh, my mum was a bit tearful, of course, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, it was, for me, it was the equivalent of going to do my national service. Yeah. At that time. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, that is another story, but I won't go into that. Um... <laughs> But uh, I went to London, but I kept in touch. Uh, there was no mobile phones. We weren't on the telephone. Yeah. So I had to write letters. Gosh. Back Pe- to my mum and People, dad. um... Th- th- just make sure that they were okay and I was okay. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but the first week I got back down to for rehearsals with John Barry in London, I, I felt terribly ill all week. I'd picked up a bug travelling down in the yeah. van. Uh, or, or eaten something en route on, on the way to London, and I had these stomach problems. All, oh, it was awful. Anyway, I thought, oh, I've got to go back home. Anyway, I thought, no, I wanted to do this job, yeah. so I stuck it out. Um, John Barry Seven, of course, fam- famous band. The, 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 the theme tune to Jukebox Jury is, is how most, a lot of people might know them, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. We recorded that in 1960. What was, um, what was John Barry like? Oh, he was fine. Was he strict? Yeah, he was very strict. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't mess about. There's no messing about with him. Yeah, you 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 either did a good job or you were out. And who was someone? You mentioned Marty Wilde. Who else did you get to play with when you were uh, with John Barry? Well, of course, we met Adam Faith. Yeah, uh, and we started being Adam's backing band for uh, two or three years, and then of course we 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 uh, things were changing. Adam wanted his own 
pop groove, if you like. Yeah. We had the roulettes to back him. Uh, but we moved on. Uh, and, of course, a lot of us were thinking in terms of moving into the studios. And, um... How? Because music, it's hard to think now, isn't it, that, that in the sort of late 50s, early 60s, music was changing every week. There was something new was happening. Of course, you know, with you've got the Elvises and the Adam Faiths and the Cliff Richards, uh, and then, you know, the Beatles came along. When the Beatles happened and, you know, four-piece guitar groups uh, took centre stage... Yeah. How did you? How did that affect you? What, what did you think about all of that? Well, I, I left the seven in '62, mm. um, and I was out of work. I went down Archer Street uh, looking for for gigs. I got some eventually, which saved me from starving. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, uh, in the meantime, our keyboard player of that time, with the John Barry Seven, um, a, a, a chap called uh, Brian Hazelby, called in to see me in my flat in in Wimbledon, and he said uh, the drummer's leaving from the Ted Taylor Four. Of course, I knew Ted Taylor from, from the film sessions, the John Barry film sessions, right. to help out uh, augment the seven. Uh, and, and Ted uh, got this vacancy going. So I, I phoned him up immediately. I said, Ted, Dougie Wright here, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, I hear Bobby's leaving your band. Uh, can I join it? Um, so he said, well, I know you can read all the music we've got, but can you sing? Uh-oh. I said, of course I can sing. Well done. Of course I can sing, because uh, I, I've always wanted to be a singer, yeah. and now I am becoming a singer, all this time on. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I'm singing, I'm rearranging all the American songbook stuff, so, oh. it, becomes, so it becomes jazz rap. Yeah, oh, flipping egg. <laughs> jazz rap, not pop. Um, I love it. Uh, and I'm rescoring and rephrasing all the old songs. And, mm. and, and working with just a drum kit and a tambourine. Now, this is the live show that you do, isn't it? Um, I'm doing a, I do a talk show called My Parade of Hits. Go on, what, and they, I've, I've read about this, what happens there? Well, I, I entertain people for about an hour, just talking to them and telling them about the things that we made, in the way that you and I are talking Yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it goes very well with the, with the, uh, the, the people of my generation, Ian. Oh, listen, uh, uh, Dougie, I... I wouldn't I'm... play these hits to people under 50 because they wouldn't know what it was all well, about. Well, you say that. Let me... Go, I've, look, I've got the, the list here of some of them. And okay. I... I, I, right. let me, I I'm 43, Dougie. I know most of these. I was singing these to my producer, Catherine, the other day, going, Flippinek, he's played on this! He's played on this! <laughs> You've got your Adam Faiths. What do you want? Yeah. Big hit, of course. Yeah. Bay City Rollers. Yeah. Bye bye baby bye 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 baby yeah, yeah, baby yeah. bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Eloise Barry Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farlow out of time. Scylla Black step yeah. inside love. That's yeah. a wonderful song. Yeah. yeah. Do, when you're doing session work, Dougie, do do, do you get to meet the, the artist or is it is it the, the music's done se separately? You finish, you get out, and then the big star comes in. No, the star usually appeared. Right. Uh, but they didn't put the master voice on that on that session. Yeah. When we'd done the backing track, which was up to par, the, with a backing with a a, a, a a guide voice from the from the star, a guide voice. Yeah. Then we would disappear to another studio somewhere across London to do another session, and that star would hang about in the studios and put the master voice onto what we'd done. Mm. And was it, it? It was quite. We had. Um... Herbie Flowers on. Uh, oh, good old Herbie, my old mate. I, I, I guess you probably worked together, and we yeah. had him on a few months ago. And it, 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 the speed with which songs that went on to sell millions and millions of copies, mm. the speed with which you guys would go in and lay down the track, you, you, yeah. could, you could do a couple of songs in a morning. Well, you know why? Go on. Because we were skilled people in the studio. Yeah. We knew what studio life was like. Yeah. 
it was our spiritual home and we could all read music like reading the newspaper mm. put it up we'd play it it's funny isn't it because albums now you can take like 18 months two years to record an album well it's expensive isn't it it seems ridiculous well we saved money for yeah. everybody and made money for the country and we're, we're swept under the carpet <laughs> Uh, do you often, do you feel like that, Dougie? Do you feel that you, you and people like Herbie and all the other wonderful musicians, do, do you feel that you've been ignored and, and overlooked a bit in history? Well, that's, uh, shall we say, uh, <laughs> an understatement. Right, go on. Uh, well, yeah, of course you do. But, I mean, we, we, are, we are denied, mm. if that's the expression to use, uh, by lots of people who want to make money out of us. And want to admit that we did the work, the groups did the work, they said, but they didn't a great yeah. deal of the time. And we, 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 were, we were the task, we were, we were the, uh, the guys who put the, 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 the sounds of the 60s in place. Tell me about the Walker Brothers, because you were, you were one of the Walker Brothers, weren't you? <laughs> well, I, I, did you read this in the Daily Express, then? I, 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 well, this is, how, this is how I stumbled upon you, as I read that. I've done a bit more research online about you as well. Well, yeah, of course, Scott and John uh, were lovely guys. They were smashing blokes, really, and they were, they were very strict, I can tell you, about the, what they wanted, particularly Scott. Uh, who had a wonderful voice, yeah. a knockout voice, yeah. Scott Walker, uh, one of the great voices of pop music, I think. Um, uh, and and of course, uh, it, it, they were good. They were good to work with because I, I, I knew they were professionally minded people. They knew what they wanted. They yeah. weren't guessing. Uh, and it was great to be uh, invited along because I was on all the big hits that they made. Uh, I, I was invited along to be their drummer in the studio. Wow. Uh, that was their first choice. It does seem, um, it does seem, because I'm, I'm a big fan of 60s music, um, mm. Dougie. My favourite group are the Monkeys, who of course famously didn't play on their records. Um, uh, uh, but you're right, there are so many, the Beach Boys didn't play on their own records, you know, th- th- there are so many examples. Yeah. I see you played for Van Morrison and them, you know, uh, d- d- to see that they didn't play on their own records is incredible. Well, I, I don't know about... All of the records, I, I, it's such a long time ago. I know I did some work with them, and I think I did some of the hits with them as yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, uh, there were a bunch of nice guys. Van was a little bit moody, shall we say. <laughs> uh, that's been nice, but there we are. Uh, I'm a nice guy, so, oh, you know. <laughs> how, how it, when, when you were at your, your, your peak, how many um, sessions could you be doing in a day or in a week? Well, normally you'd get either two or three yeah. a day, per day. Uh, but if you had a busy time of it, you might start doing uh, a television jingle or a radio jingle at 8 o'clock in the morning till 9, and then pack up all your stuff. This means getting out of bed at the crack of dawn. Oh, God, don't. Um, uh, pack up all your stuff, go and get your car, chuck it in the car, drive to the next studio, which started at uh, next session, which started at 10 o'clock. Mm. You had an hour to get there. Then you were working with whoever, what, on whatever. You, you never knew until you got there, uh, till, till one o'clock, uh, if they're all three-hour sessions, of course. And then pack up again, set up, pack up again, uh, put, put it in the car, go on to a 2.30 session. So and of course, you're, you're Herbie. You know, Herbie and the guitarists. It's fine. They just they're just lugging their guitar around. You've got the whole kit. You've got to d- d- arrange and then dismantle and put in the yeah. boot and get all over yeah. the place. Well, yeah, I've got big hospital bills now. You see as well <laughs> from all the lifting. No, uh, but no, we were good. We were young guys. We could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't like to do it. You couldn't do it now because geographically, you couldn't make it between one and the next mm. in London. It would be impossible. 
even if the studios existed, which they don't here. Well, no, they don't. I mean, places like Olympic and all these wonderful Olympic studios where they recorded The Stones and Hendrix. I remember famously when they closed it down, people were going through the bins and finding, like, rare Jimi Hendrix stuff that hadn't been released, you know. (laughs) It's incredible. Do you think, because in America, of course, I mentioned the Monkees and the Beach Boys, they, of course, had what we now know as the Wrecking Crew, and Mm, um, Hal Blaine would be your, you know, your your opposite over in the States, and all of these, these... They've got a lot more respect, haven't they? There have been books and documentaries about those, and it seems that, that yeah. you guys, the British guys, yeah. have been overlooked. Well, we were a poor relation again. Mm. Uh, but all the world was coming into London. Yeah. Because they wanted that London sound, the working-class sound, which was a compilation of all kinds of people. It was a, an, a collaboration of symphony players, big bands, swing musicians from the, all the big bands of the 50s, um, and the hooligans, as we were called <laughs> by people, uh, young young lions at that, that time. Yeah, we, it was a melting pot. Uh, if you you know, pardon the expression. That was uh, you didn't play on that one, did you? No, no, uh, that was Barry Morgan. Okay, that. right, good. Uh, he was part of the uh, Blue Mink. <laughs> yeah. I got I got in trouble for for that record, but that's another story. Um, I mean, honestly, Dougie, the, the list here is is incredible. Sandy Shaw, Long Live Love, uh, Tina Childs, I Love to Love, um, Van Morrison, and them, the, all the Walker Brothers, um, big hits. Peter and Gordon, A World Without Love. It's just. Um, do you do you listen to these records again? Do you listen to these records, Dougie, and, and hear mistakes and go, "Oh, I could have done that better." No, well, well, there's always room for improvement. Mm. But to quote Mickey Most, the great producer... Yeah, of course, yeah. Mickey used to produce so many records in his day. Uh, uh, group records, solo artists. Yeah. And if there was a, a couple of hiccups in the, in the playing side, maybe a, a mistake or a chord that was wrong chord here or there, he wouldn't worry about it. He yeah. said, I love the feel of the record. Let's not worry about that. Let's move on. It's going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and you might hear it for the next 50 years, that mistake. But uh, buying public, probably don't hear it. Well, there are, there are some wonderful examples of, of mistakes in pop music. Where, where the, yeah. uh, the one that springs to mind, the Mamas and the Papas, I saw her again last night. They come in um, like a bar too early and they left it in. And it sounds wonderful. And, and music now, it's all so digital and so yeah. perfect. And with auto-tune and, oh, it's, it loses a bit of its soul, I think. Well... Yes, it's, it's the feel. The, mm. We always after a good feeling with the record. Yeah. In those days, we used to go into the into the control room. Uh, Dave Richmond and I, the bass player, uh, he was on Jatam with me. Um, of course, Jatam. Yeah. Well, there's another. I meant to mention that. Well done. Yes. Dave, Dave and I used to go in. We used to look at each other and said, "Yeah, it's got a good feel, hasn't it? <laughs> it's got a good feel, mate. This will do." And there, uh, you, I imagine that there were there there were musicians when you turned up at a session and you saw people you liked. You went, "Oh, this is going to be fun. We we know how to play together. This will be yeah. this will be easy to do." Well, we we all knew each other. Yeah, let's put it like that. We all knew what each other's capabilities were. Mm. Um, great respect between musicians in the studio. Look, it was a hell of a job to do, you mm. know, because mm. it was the creme de la creme of the music world. What we did in the studios in London uh, was heard around the globe. Mm. Um, uh, and, and, of course, uh, there were so many adventures, musical adventures going on in those days. People were throwing money everywhere and yeah. buying all kinds of things. When did the session work start to ease up, Dougie? Um, well, I, I think I left at the right time. 
I left London in 78. Right. Uh, I'd had enough by then. And the, the work was diminishing. The studios were not as busy. I was getting older, uh, and I thought, I'd like to try something else. Anyway, I knew I was leaving London anyway yeah. because of a domestic thing. Um, and I, I phoned up the Leicestershire School of Music, oh. the County School of Music. Yes. <clears throat> Spoke to a gentleman called Martin Stevenson, who was a vice principal. I told him who I was and what I'd been doing. I said, would you like me to teach for you when I move into Leicestershire? And he said, yes, when can you start? Wow. I thought, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> that was easy. So I told my bank, mali- ba- bank manager I was going to leave, and he said, what are you going to do, dear boy? I said, well, I'm going to teach in Leicestershire. I'm going to teach in the schools. He said, wow. He said, my dear boy, he says, that's the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> A steady job at last. Well, no, it was serious. And I, 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 I'm glad I did make the move because it became a great second career for me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it, it, it afforded me a pension. Um, I was kind of semi... I, I was self-employed and employed at the same time. Yeah. It was one of those situations. Yeah. But I was still doing my own work, my private band-leading work and stuff like that as well, you see. I'm doing all kinds of things in the meantime. So just, Dougie, let's bring it up to date now. So you, you, you mentioned that you, you, you've got your, your one-man show, and you're, you're, what, yeah. what, what did you mention? You're, you're rescoring American classics, are you? Um, uh, sunny Side of the Street, Lulu's Back in Town, Chicago, Sweet Georgia Brown. All those hits from the 30s, 40s. I'm doing them as a rap style. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it! I love it! Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, this this is great. Like, I'm just rapping with a tambourine in my hand. Oh man, alive! And I'm using my feet, bass drum and hi hat. Beautiful. And and all I'm doing is is uh, providing a rhythmic groove for myself. Yeah. To sing over the top of it, you know, a kind of uh, please don't talk about me when I'm gone. Though our friendship ceases from now on. Uh, if you can't see anything that's nice, then best don't talk at all. That's my advice. Kind of oh, thing. I love it. I love it. But with a chicka 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 groove going on. Yeah. Oh, mate. It's... So I'm, I'm enjoying it with damn self. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry about the language. No, yeah. we've had, listen, we've had worse than that, you trust me. <laughs> you musicians, you're all the same. You're all potty-mouthed. Well, we're all balmy as well, you know. Dougie, listen, the website, if people want to come and have a look and find out more, is DougieWright.com, and that's right with the W, of course. Yes, yes, um, yes. Mate, I, Honestly, th- thank you. As a fan of music, and, you know, I know 85% of the songs that, that, that you've got on your CV here, um, and they're all brilliant, mate, so thank you so much. You, you, you've, you've, you've made the soundtrack to my life, and it's really appreciated. <laughs> well, when's the cheque coming through? <laughs> <laughs> I speak to my agent, Dougie. My agent will sort it out. I suppose it's in the post is it yes of course it is there yeah, and it'll be rubber it'll be a rubber one don't you worry about that or a Dunlop one. Yeah. <laughs> dougie it's really nice to talk to you mate i really appreciate your time thank you so much well my pleasure ian it's always good to talk to people like yourself keep in touch and we'll, we'll speak again soon thanks a lot well, man do, yeah bye-bye bye-bye talk radio digital debate for the uk talk radio we'll get you talking